Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice, it was determined that the play was offside, no goal! You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame. So your sweetie finally comes to a game and you barely play. Is that more awkward than puberty, or is it pretty close? Your mitt looks like a boa constrictor unhinged its jaw in an effort to consume a combat submarine. Let's do that hockey. Welcome to episode 16 of season 11. This is episode number 392 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. We're the rug that really ties the room together. Oh, no animaniacs. No. I I can't go to the well every week. Maybe next week. (laughs) Uh, but Lebowski. He wears a disguise, look like human guys, but he's not a man, he's a chicken boo. <laughs> That's a great reference. I have not literally thought about that in 25 years. I love chicken boo, man. <laughs> We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. How many other podcasts that you can listen to that are going to reference chicken boo in the intro? None. Not a single None, damn not, one. Not even an Animaniacs podcast. <laughs> no. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockandthatidealite.com, strikewithmike.com, and centerizedbrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. And when I say please check them out, just go there right now and check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the very best in blues-themed t-shirts at a fair price. It is Wednesday, January 11th, and this is our... Uh, no, it's not. I was going to say it's our first show of the new year. It's not. It's our second. It's our second. our second show of the new year. Uh, we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, our handle on the socials is at LGB Radio. Just do a search for us, you will find us. Uh, and if you haven't already done so, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, do all that good stuff. Please, thank you, and uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm Kurt Price, and my in-studio co-hosts for the big show tonight are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. This is our first uh, uh, in-show, in-studio show since before the pandemic. Correct. Uh, well, I mean, well, in studio, yes. Yeah, in studio. Right? Us doing it together, though, we did the uh, the Cardinals Nation. Yeah. True. But outside of that, yeah. Right. Man, really? Yeah. It's really yeah. been that long? It's been, it's been a couple of years. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I think a few years. Christmas show uh, 2020. Erica Weston was on, right? No. She was here. No, in, it was, in my, in it my was, she was here. Yeah. It was Christmas show 2019 because the pandemic was beginning that, of March of 2020. That sounds right. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. 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 How about that? Hmm. Things that make you go. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, The agenda for tonight's show includes discussion about how about that Jordan Bennington versus the New New Jersey Devils. 
Awashinsky. Yeah, Awashinsky. You knew we were going to talk about that one. A huge performance by uh, Mr. Grice, shutting out the Minnesota Wild. A big overtime win versus the Calgary Flames on Tuesday night. Um, and over the last two months, the Blues have led the NHL on goal score. But how's that defense, Mike? Uh, Tarasenko picked uh, to represent the Blues at the All-Star game. And Robert Thomas scores a special goal for a young boy who suddenly lost his father. All that and more on this special edition, on this very special edition of uh, Blossom. <laughs> Let's go Blues Radio. <laughs> Whoa, what the hell's happening tonight? Welcome to the Jungle Boys. I don't know. I was... I, when I said this very special edition, I instantly thought Punky Brewster or Blossom. <laughs> On this very special edition of, you know, Boy Meets World. Where, where somebody gets felt up and or something or, you know, abused or I don't know. Is that going to happen tonight? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a bottle opener? Uh, actually, off? yes, I do. I knew you would. What do you mean you knew I would? Are you calling me an alcoholic? No, I just you. You come. You're a Boy Scout. They are on my uh, car keys at all times. They, uh, and that way, it's easier to drink and drive. This is what you get when you uh, That's a bad joke. When Sorry. you uh, graduate the uh, Weeblos and Boy Scouts. Yes, that's a Winter Classic. Uh, I think that's between Red Wings and Blackhawks on there. So, Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, of is course. The uh, the bottle openers. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Or oh, no, is that Stadium Series? Stadium Series. Yeah. That's... Stadium Series. Chicago. I'm not sure who they played. It doesn't say. Yeah. Very nice. Fuck the Blackhawks. Uh, so, Always. So I guess we've got to say Merry Christmas. Yeah. Right? That's it's, why we're doing this. This is why person. we're doing it live because right. we have uh, gifts that we were going to exchange for each other tonight. So right. Merry been, Christmas, fellas. We've been trying to do this for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. yeah. It was what? COVID. Uh, COVID. I had to go out of town. Probably and... COVID, but didn't test positive because somebody's got O blood. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I was sick for, I mean, nasty sick uh, for probably a grand total about five days, uh, and it was like off and on for a while. That was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just congested uh, at least partially, and a and a cough that would not go away it was annoying for probably the better part of like ten days, two weeks. Sucked. That's but rough. I'm feeling much better now. I gotta say, you still sounded. Pretty, I mean, you know, he sounded fine, but you sounded a little rough, comparatively speaking, last week too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100. percent I am in the 90s. Huh. Yeah. Would you say you're more like Ryan O'Reilly or like Pavel Bore? Uh, Bore. That's good. Good. Closer to 100 than 90. Closer to Gretzky. Yeah. Okay. Halfway. Good. Okay. Maybe, maybe a, a tick above Nedved. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a 97. Was there ever a 97? Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. Oh, my God. Okay. Jesus. I'll see you guys. I'm out of here. I don't belong on a hockey podcast. <laughs> Could be when he's retired, the greatest player ever. Could we'll be. see. Could be. Could be. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Got to do something in the playoffs first. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, well, we want to get started here, boys. Who, who goes yeah. first? Um, This was your idea. All so right. do you want to go? I'll give you the choice. You go first or last? I'll go first. To give or receive? Yeah, to give. Okay. Well, uh, right. Oh, I'm always up for receiving. Uh, so this one uh, goes to Bill. And this one goes to Kurt. Oh, so here's the deal with mine's these guys. You are going to open them at the same time. Because they're the same thing. <laughs> yes. And uh, did you read the uh, – got to read the, oh. the titles. Uh, oh. To the show's least popular host. <laughs> From the second favorite host. Uh, <laughs> that's 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 funny because it's true. <laughs> Bill, what you were saying? Mine is uh, the host 
to the host whose voice is soft as balls from <laughs> soft as a baby's ball sack. Carrie Taco. <laughs> Carrie Taco. Yes. Wow. There you go. I love it. It, it does have the same color scheme as tacos. There you go. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Here we go. New pair of shoes. It, it uh, is not shoes. It, they came in Tom's got, boxes. Right. But that is not what it is. You ready? Here we go. Are they Crocs? <laughs> you wish. Oh, oh, look at what is this? Okay. Open her up, boys. A reverse retro. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. You wish. Oh, it's a it's a uh oh, it's, it's the hoodie. It is it is a hoodie made by our friends over at um uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. All black, All black, black hockey black sticks. Hockey. Thank you. Now look on the hood there at the very top of the the. I'm sorry, not the hood. The um the pocket. Uh, at the very top, there's another pocket to hold your beer. Ooh. Oh, the pocket. That is very. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a there, beer holder. There is a kangaroo pouch to hold your beer. That yep. is awesome. Yeah, that is an amazing hoodie. Hey, I have Bill, one too. We can wear these and be fast like a marsupial. Yes. <laughs> uh, hold it up. Make sure you guys hold them up for your cameras so people can see yeah. them. Thanks, Jeff. Uh Yeah, those were uh, so. So basically, uh, our friend uh, over at Larry over at um, um, All Black Hockey Sticks said, "Hey, we're, we got these new hoodies ideas in." He's like, "Would you be interested?" I was like, "Yeah, mock something up." I sent him our newest logo, and he came up with that, and I'm like, "That is fantastic." And he goes, "Yeah, plus it's got a beer pouch in the front," That's and great. I'm like, "Okay, yes, I will take three. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. That's, I'm not uh, afraid of Frankenstein. <laughs> I'm afraid of Kurt Price. Let's go this guy, Larry. This, this guy, Larry. this guy, Larry. Does he have a uh, brother, Daryl? And another brother, Daryl? <laughs> no, he, he does not. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's exciting. Good. That I'm is, glad you guys like him. That is all right. Yeah. And so, that, if your ladies ask, that is why I was uh, asking for your shirt sizes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Well, now she knows. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'll, I'll go next okay. with the disclaimer that this isn't the official gift. This is a right. makeshift gift. Okay. Until the the gifts arrive. This, okay. This, we really should have went with Jeff's last, probably because yeah, his is probably going to supersede everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I told strong. you. I, I told you. I brought my A game this year. Finish strong, right? He showed us up. Right. Should start with start. start. Bill's actually going to perform for us. Uh, we got a karaoke set back there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys on air last week that this was going to be good. You did? I did. I don't remember that. I don't recall that. Bill says that uh, he told us that that we know what this is. Right. I actually, wait, I actually, I do. But I'll, I'm going to still act like I'm surprised. I, you know what? I saw this at an angle. I thought it was a stag logo. Yeah. Ah, that would have been nice. A little bit. Yeah. Right. So. Oh, ho, ho. Same, so, same, th- same time? Or are we? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. I yeah, haven't seen it yet. Time. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, so that's uh, one part. Nice. Oh, I didn't see the other part oh, yet. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so we got, so, I got a Bourbon County in my hand from Goose Island. It's the, Ooh, the, the brand the... Bramble uh, Rice Stout. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, I got a caramel ale. Oh, caramel ale. Caramel ale. Brand, oh, uh, it's the, uh, ale. the wheat wine, barley, yeah. or caramel and cinnamon. Take a look at that, folks. That is a Jonesy from Letterkenny uh, Funko Pop. This is my first Funko Pop. Congratulations. Yes. I And and Kirk got the Riley. Yeah, the Riley. I don't know. I, I think you made the right call. I think I like Jonesy slightly better. 
I so, went, I went by I think I like color. Riley. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I went by go. hair color. Yeah. Okay. So, I cool. Very nice. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah. Hey, <laughs> these are great. Kidding me? These are fantastic. Yeah. So, I got, so, I got Goldberg here. Nice. Oh, nice. Hold that Goldberg. Yeah. Hold Goldberg up to the camera. Yeah, that's so, nice. Yeah. Gonna go next to Goldberg. This and, is great for our listening audience. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and uh and Tarasenko and O'Reilly too. So. Oh nice. Very cool. Yeah. So basically if you own a Funko Pop of somebody, they will get injured. <laughs> <laughs> or get addicted to meth. <laughs> but recover. Yeah. Yeah. He did recover nicely. Good to yes, see. Yes, he did. Hopefully he's still on the uh we got uh, Ken Morris saying good evening, blues fans. Good evening, Ken. Uh, very good to see you. And the Meeker says, hi, Ken. Hello, the Meeker. Thanks for saying hi to us, you jerk. All right, now Kurt's up. This one's for Jeff. And they're slightly different. There's a couple things in the same, but they're... Apparently, it's my birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> and, uh... Wait, are you Jesus? I hope, I hope Bill likes the Avengers. Ooh! Um, the Avengers bag. Yeah, because I haven't seen them single one of these movies oh, yes I have. I've, I've you haven't seen, seen one we we saw we're gonna play that game right now we saw you haven't seen this <laughs> yeah i hate when people say we saw, <laughs> something. We saw one of them together civil war. Uh, are we opening together oh, yeah here? all right oh you actually did <laughs> i was just wondering that oh. like i wonder if you got me one of those oranges yeah i uh the chocolate I orange yep. i'm gonna try this tonight it's a reference from a last show yeah right? last show man yeah last yeah. show damn it i now i now I regret the choice of the beer I gave you because I have, I still have the chocolate orange bourbon county. Oh, oh, oh that would have been perfect. But now I get to enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah, Terry's chocolate orange, which, uh, oh, no. So, oh, this, you, this ooh, is bad news for me. You being a Seinfeld fan, right? The black and white cookie. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what that's from. It's not a random bakery item. The black and white cookies from Kirk Price. Thank yeah. you yeah. for it, all the sweets. Je- Jeff and uh, yeah, it, I'm sorry, it is, but it's okay. Jeff and I will reference Seinfeld on the show quite a bit. So. Yes, yes, we do. Ooh, pink <laughs> Whitney. I like it. Yeah, it fits in your back Ooh, pocket. So play- oh, oh, fits man. in the pocket of the. Uh, yeah. I hate that I asked you for a glass tonight. Well, it's I was going to say open your present early. Glass. Yeah, you guys. Uh, yeah, you're both PS5 uh, nice. owners. So that's yeah. awesome. So PS5. Very, uh, very cool. Pint glasses. And oh, I got some of this too. Kurt, or Kurt and Bill, we're getting messed up on some Pink Whitney tonight. Reminds me of Sunrise Brewery because they, a number of times, they did the whole Pink Whitney cocktail thing that they. Yeah, Adam always bar. wanted to do Pink Whitney shots after Blues Goals yeah, too. Yeah, it wasn't just a, it was, it was a cocktail. It was something else. Was it? Yeah. Uh, well, there was a couple times he had us do shots with him. What's her name? The the bartender, the female bartender. I forgot her name. Sam? No, I don't think so. It was a long Marvin? name. Marvin? 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 <laughs> Mulva? Mulva? <laughs> Dolores! We don't reference Seinfeld on this show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and, but I think it was a cocktail. That, or I could be wrong. Maybe lemonade plus regular lemonade plus that plus a sprite i don't know something like that yeah yeah but no was, these are good. these are awesome gifts thank yeah. you welcome thanks everybody you yeah. guys are great thanks yeah. merry christmas fellas yes merry christmas to you as well yeah. merry christmas 2022 <laughs> <laughs> right. That's awesome. i'm excited <laughs> all right um I guess we can do the official beers of episode number 392. You can follow each of us on the untapped app. My handle is cprice12, Jeff says jponder94, and Bill's is billyblunote33. 
and uh, Jeff, sir? No, it's Bill. Oh, Bill, Bill, sir, sorry. Yeah. I was going right to left for some reason. Mm. It's right to left on the screen. I was going right to left here. But Do you want us to switch seats? Right. No. It's, it's, <laughs> God, no. We had a hard time getting this set up. <laughs> uh, what do you got, Bill? So I don't have a Bell's Stout. It's no. just a Bell's glass. Um, I am drinking Big Yeti from Great Divide um, out of Colorado. It's a Imperial Stout. 25th anniversary edition of their uh, iconic Imperial Stout. It is damn good. What did you call it earlier? Um, proper. proper. Yeah, proper. It is a proper Imperial Stout. First drink, like, I took me back to Old Rasputin, which is the first true Imperial Stout I ever the had. The lover of the Russian queen. Yes. Right. <laughs> Cheyenne. Che- Cheyenne. Cheyenne was her name. Yes. That's, that comes from Amy watching the show right now. Okay. Yeah. See, she's good for information. Like yeah. That. Yeah. She's good for the like non hockey information. <laughs> I, I, I want to, I want to like be half offended by that for her, but uh, I think no, she'd, it's true. she'd it's agree true. with she'd me. Agree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she's trying though. She's she trying. is. No, she's great. She yeah. joined us for trivia and. Guess Gretzky a couple times and <laughs> did a fine job. <laughs> producer uh, Amy, producer Amy, producer Amy. Uh, Austin has some competition. Watch out! The, yeah, so, and uh, she is. Uh, I think the the extent of her fandom is uh, Ryan O'Reilly, and um, and she's quite upset that this. Uh, Would you say quite likely he's not going to be here next season? So yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's every time we talk about that, she uh, you know shuts it down. Yep. I don't blame her. Sticks her head in the ground, ground like a. Ostrich. My wife's the same way. She loves O'Reilly. And yeah. O'Reilly and Bennington are her two favorites. Yeah. And whenever people bitch about Bennington, she gets mad. When people talk about O'Reilly leaving, including me, she gets mad. Yep. So, yep. I mean, we're not making him leave. We're, no, we're not signing. We're say, not. I like, would love for him to stay. I would love for him to say it too. I mean, for the right money. I mean, I'd, if he signs a team-friendly contract next season, you know, a one-year deal or something to make it work, right? I'd be all about it. Yep. So. Right. Uh, Brandy Capone says there was a keg of Pink Whitney. It was a mixed drink. Uh, I know it well. The hangover from that lasted forever. Yes. And she says it was Pink Whitney, vodka, pink lemonade, and Sprite. I was like spot on. I said vodka, lemonade, and Sprite. Or right? Didn't I? I I don't I don't listen to you. The Pink Whitney, Sprite, and lemonade. Let, let's re- <laughs> rewind the YouTube. All right, everybody, sure. rewind. Yeah, we'll we'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, and uh, more of that girl also says, I'm not offended. It's true. Okay. See, I yeah, yeah. figured she wouldn't be. I didn't think I was stepping on any toes. Uh, my beer of the episode is uh, our friends over at Schlafly, uh, the white lager, uh, which is just, a, again, we I like my winter drinks. And uh, even though it doesn't feel like winter today. So, yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to go the racist route. <laughs> Um, I, I, there, I don't think there's anything I can say that'll not speaking get of, me in trouble. Speaking of races, uh, oh boy, here we go. I saw a um, uh, was it old old Millstot uh, beer <laughs> uh, at uh, Schnucks? Uh, Millpond? Yeah, from Millpond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just uh, right. Millstot in general. Right. Uh, that's my that's my right. connection there. Mm. Yeah. No. For I, sure. I, <laughs> for sure. We used to uh, we used to go to the vet there um, in Millstot. And my my favorite thing to look for was if the uh, the the sign for their coon hunters club was uh, posted yeah. that week. Um, so 
I haven't seen that in a very long time. The the uh, the label for uh, old old uh, Milstadt looks just like old Milwaukee. Ah, it's very similar. Okay, yeah. So that's the play. Uh, what do you got tonight, Kurt? I have something I picked up the other day at Schnucks, and I uh, had not seen this before. I've had the O'Fallon Naughty beer, which is a uh, uh, pretzel wheat beer, and I saw they have a chocolate covered pretzel, so it's a chocolate Naughty. Right there on the screen for the viewers. How is um, it? It's good. It's good. Um, it. I'm not sure if I like it more than the uh, O'Fallon Naughty pretzel. The regular Naughty? Yeah, it takes away some of that pretzel flavor yeah. and adds some chocolate, which is good. Uh, it's just different. Um, so chocolate yeah. malts, or is it actually chocolate? It is, uh, let's say pretzel. Is, what does it say? It said, uh, oh, they're in, con- uh, it's chocolate chocolate because they worked with chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Oh, oh. nice. I, when I, and when I, I say collaboration, when I say chocolate, 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 I always think of uh, closets, 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 closets. Yes. From, <laughs> from uh, what's the show called? Uh, family Man. Matter, no, not Family Matters. Family Matters. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, um, Amy watches it. I watched it. I, I, Modern I, Family. Modern Family. Yes. That's uh, right. Yeah. I said Family Matters. Yeah. See. Uh, the Christopher Walken closet. You can put <laughs> your clothes in me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta. I'm. I'm like. Are they still? Did they close this? They're over? done. Yeah. They're done? They, they probably about recently. Two or three years oh, ago. Is that think. long ago? Yeah. Because I stopped yeah. watching it probably five or six years ago. Yeah. I've I've caught an episode here or there of it. Seven just, years ago. And I laugh every time. I just never got. Yeah. Into my it. wife uh, during uh um the the lockdown she had me watch like I think there's what like nine ten seasons at least right. It's, I think we got through be. about like five and I, we just stopped watching as we got hooked on something else, but yeah, it's a good it's, show. It is a good show. It's yeah. really funny. I got to yeah. pick it back up again. Eventually. I'm sure I will. There's a 10 million shows out to watch though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to do. We're watching, uh, we were watching the Blackbird show right now with Ray Liotta. It's like his last yeah. performance. Uh, uh, we just watched, uh, White Lotus. have you seen White Lotus? No. White Lotus. I, I Julie watched it and <laughs> <laughs> I just like every night. She's like, you need to watch this. It, it's, I, it's, it's very hard to kind of explain in detail, but um, it's it's weird and funny, and so it's uh, like this show. It makes you very uncomfortable, exactly like this. Show. Oh, so yeah. exactly like this show. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and you end up hating everyone. Oh, yeah, so yes, uh, and but but you like it. Or I do anyway. Um, and you it's literally are describing the show. Yeah, right. show. Right. So, it, and, and I, I binge watched season one, watched the entire season one in one night. It's only six episodes. Okay. I think it's six. Uh, and then I watched season two over a few nights and it was seven episodes. So it's, yeah, we watched a up. show recently called the yellow jackets. Yes. We, did you watched, watch that? Yes. We just finished that. That was, I liked it. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. Up. Yeah. Real messed oh up. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Uh, Wednesday Adams. Uh, oh, um, so creepy. Oh, uh, God. What is her name? Christina Ricci. Or, yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. So. Creepy. Yeah. She was so weird in that. Yeah. Like the minute she comes on screen, I'm like, OK, she's going to be a crazy one. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to yeah. KMWX Drive Time Radio. guys. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> why don't we take a break? <laughs> so I, I just finished uh, season two of um, Slow Horses. If you have Apple TV, highly recommend it. It's uh, it's a British spy show, but it's Gary Oldman. 
Uh, and he yeah he plays this like the the leader of this um misfit unit of spies and he's brilliant absolutely love his performance hmm. you 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 could smell how he looks in this show <laughs> it is great usually that's not a good thing Austin, like jeff you can smell how he looks Austin Lynch says jen ortega is wednesday adams we're talking about the original well not even the original right the one from what the nineties? Yes, that played Wednesday was when, Christina Ricci. Right, right. because when there's Angelic, a show out now. Right, when, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. which I have not seen Houston yet. I've heard it's good. Played yes, um, Morticia. Right. Now I, I'm going to comment on your hat, Bill. Your blues hat. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's a that's a blues logo with the pointed uh, wing. Let's take a look. And, at the and it's got there, Bill. and it's got St. Louis written on it. So that's mm-hmm. that's a very specific logo. Mm-hmm. That's. Um, this is ninety. It's a ninety-three logo. That's right before the the curved, the 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 rounded edge wing tip. Uh, of Did the, you see the uh, what's under the bill there? What's under what's, what's, under, Bill's, what's bill? under Bill's bill? It's a mashup. <laughs> oh. Ah, okay. All right. Okay. So, yeah, he's got the yeah. uh, the the horn logo from that, the late nineties. That is a mashup because that blue note is was not on that jersey. No. Yeah, that blue note the because the blue note was uh, on the jersey was rounded wingtips. Yeah, huh? Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a logo hound. So. Yeah. I, oh, oh, good guys. Uh, Matt Harris. Okay, I'm here now. The show can start. All right. Uh, all right. Well, hey, welcome to Let's Go Blues Radio. We've been waiting. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, Jordan Bennington sticks it to Wyshynski and the New Jersey Devils. We'll discuss that on the other side of this break. My D life. Uh, you're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of rockinthatidlife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being which i need with the way i play in phase three i'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts this same triphasic approach helps me when i drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when i need it try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com but make sure to email dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him let's go blues radio sent you to receive an additional 10 percent off your order that's rockinthatidlife.com so coming out of break, uh, Mr. Austin Lynch says, question for the boys. Are y'all making the Nashville trip April 1st? I have not officially done anything with that. I, I haven't either. Guys. I haven't either. I know when, when the schedule was first announced, Amy and I looked into it and uh, she told, I, she looked into it and she said that uh, uh, rooms were scarce. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if something else is going on that same weekend or whatever. That's kind of like booking shit up. So um if you do want to go, you know, you may not probably want to set this as up. close as you want. Yeah. To, I mean, I don't know. It, yeah. it could I don't or, or pay a little extra. Yeah. Whatever. I'm sure yeah. you can get a room somewhere or be in uh, Airbnb somewhere, but you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, no, I, I was planning on, um, looking in the next two weeks. Um, I do want to go. So Austin is going, uh, I think so. Okay. So yeah, maybe the three of us should try and, figure something out i think i think have you looked at airbnb just i've had a friend that that had (laughs) that happen and 
like they went into an Airbnb and real close and yeah. had a great time. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I said that uh, you can go Airbnb. I think Amy looked some of those up too. And um, that's an option. I you, swear I was listening. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. In I've, one ear, out the other. Sorry. I'm, uh, I'm reading comments because we got a lot no, that came you. in. Yeah. I get you. No, I've, fine. I've done Airbnb on um, like longer term vacations and it's been really good. Yeah. We did it in Lake Tahoe the first time. It was amazing. When I lived in or when I worked uh, for a company based in New Jersey, I used to do Airbnb every time. The one I did make a mistake once. I accidentally I thought it was a full apartment, but it was just a bedroom. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, staying with like a lady and like two other guests. And I was like, this is kind of odd. So I've made sure to be busy <clears throat> until like 11 o'clock at night and was like, OK, I can just go home and sleep now. I'm confused. You said you you rented an Airbnb and it was just a bedroom. Yes, yeah. they do that a lot. Okay, that's one thing you have. To but you weren't away. sharing with anybody. No, the bedroom was mine. Okay, but the the apartment. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The apartment had gotcha. it was it was okay. the main the main lady. Yeah, uh, who lived there, and then there was like two other guests with us. So tea and with Miss uh, McGill. Miss right? McGill. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of set up. Yep. You had your own room, yep. uh, your bedroom, mm -hmm. and then the rest of the house was common. Yeah, like there was one time where there was nobody there, and I was like, <laughs> oh, sweet. So I like went out, and I got my laptop out. I'm sitting there doing work, and like everybody walked in within like five minutes of each other. And so I like get up to like, okay, I'll just go to my bedroom. And they're like, no, hang out. We just, you know, just he just got beer, so we're going to hang out for a little while. And I'm like, I don't know any of you. This is weird. Just let me go, please. I don't like people. Yeah. So I, I, no. I don't mind hanging out, but it just, it felt so weird. Like we're all confined in this space. Like, you know, I can't just be like, Oh, Hey, no, I got to go home. Right. That's where I'm at. I have to be there. So I'm like, what do I do? I need to get out of the situation. Not to make this awkward, but the last <laughs> time I was with four people, three didn't survive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should have said. Uh, Matt Harris says, I'm going to be at the blue. He says, I'm going to be at the blues two weeks from tomorrow. I don't know if that's, in, is he going to be in Arizona? That's, that's, maybe. Yeah, uh, they're going to be at, that's okay. a West Coast swing. Okay, so he'll be Arizona at the game swing. in. If 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 Brandy if Brandy Capone is still listening, I think it was her. Uh, we're talking Airbnbs. I think she has a crazy Airbnb story. Oh, I think she, she? I think she mentioned on the air one time. Okay, and, and we, uh, yeah, I think that was her. Didn't she win some? prize from us because we asked like the, oh, the yeah, best yeah. comment yeah and that she was, had something yes. about an airbnb yes. that's right and found out more about it it's a crazy ass story. It was i the, think that was hers it was okay. it was tickets to the uh ball game yes that was through joe that, that was yeah. good prize. through yeah. through joe that's right. yeah yep uh matt harris i'll let you all know how mullet arena is so yeah that's clearly where he's going <laughs> yeah uh apparently we missed our 10 p.m uh do you know where your children are uh it's 10.03. Yeah, Austin's giving us trouble about that. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Four minutes. Four minutes. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Well, it's 10.04. If you don't know where your kids are by then, <laughs> they're dead. If you didn't know at 10 p.m., you <laughs> probably don't know at 10.04. So <laughs> we got Southern Illinois University Edwardsville commenting here. How do you pronounce Calgary? What? Calgary, you just you, you yeah, that's, right. that's how You're I pronounce right. it. You Calgary. can pronounce it like the referees did last night making the calls. Yep, I love that. Where'd that comment come from? Oh, there it is. Southern Illinois University. You know what? I probably know who that is 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're they're <laughs> that's funny. Uh but Joe Bray's video says this show is so popular, universities listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody was It's actually the uh <laughs> it's actually the broadcasting <laughs> class they're listening right now. Oh. So this is how you don't broadcast. <laughs> I think somebody might have been logged into the wrong YouTube account when they commented. That's pretty funny. Or it's on purpose. That's that. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna, I haven't read this yet, so I'm going to read it now. Uh, we got Matt Harris. I had a really nice Airbnb in St. Louis that was more like a hotel suite. When I visited before moving here, I got an, a B&B that was a Star Wars-themed bedroom in a family of seven's house. Mixed reviews, he says. Uh, wow. I, we, I've, I've stayed at Airbnbs before, and I, had, I have had no problem. It's been yeah. good. Yeah. I know so that was the only, and it wasn't a bad thing staying with other people. Yeah. It was just odd. That is weird. And that was, I would assume that was probably in the write up, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I looked right when I got there and I saw somebody else inside. I'm like, huh? <laughs> and I went in and I looked and I was like, oh my God, it says it right there. And it's almost I like a bed and breakfast it. kind of thing. Yeah. A little it bit. was, it was odd. So yeah. And I, I'm, and I'm sure the vast majority of the time, Airbnbs are just fine. Uh, people have stupid stories with hotels and motels too. So I, whatever. Yep. Uh, Jordan Billington, Jordan, Jordan Bennington. Uh, that's our goalie plays God versus the New Jersey devils. Like that. Yeah. I mean, allowing three goals and still playing. Oh, I get it because well. they're the right. devils. Right. I get it. And the okay. whole play on words ah. thing. Ah, Right. Trying to be clever. I like it. Yeah. Uh, not my best. You you might say he was our savior that night. So, oh, there it is. There it is. And that that is yeah. That's I like that. Uh, so did uh, Jesper Bratt try to Catholic try to give him you. an apple that night? No, that didn't really work either. <laughs> uh, Bennington was stellar in the Blues five to three win versus New Jersey last week. Um, it's not too often a goalie allows three goals and people are screaming for him to be the number one star. I, what were the three stars that game? You know, remember? I didn't even look. Yeah, I didn't look at it. I don't remember. But yeah. I don't think he got – he may have gotten a star. Maybe. But he was really good. He should have. He played very he well. He played very well. Uh, Greg Wyshynski. up Wyshynski's ass. That's all that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Greg Wyshynski, who was a writer for ESPN uh, and has been outspoken about how uh, this uh, – about how he, bad he feels Jordan Bennington is uh, and actually uh, arrogantly confronted members of this show um, – and uh, and uh, Jeremy Rutherford, to be honest, uh, Jeremy Rutherford's just some guy, right? Compared to us, blues beat writer for the Athletic. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I guess he is important. Uh, about that topic, <laughs> when we suggested that uh, uh, he watch the games, right? Just watch the games uh, before making comments he, like that. And, and again, I, you say Rutherford, but also Alex Ferrario was another yeah, one, another one from one hundred and one that yep. was like, dude, watch the damn games. Yeah. Right. And he was he was just. Tossing aside everyone who actually does watch in detail every single Blues game, right? You know, oh, what, what you what you guys are viewing doesn't matter because I have these numbers. Yep, that says otherwise. That's all like, that matters. It doesn't. I mean, these numbers that are currently making my argument for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Bennington stopped thirty six out of thirty nine in the game, making a number of fantastic saves. Uh, one of those coming again. Uh, one of those goals uh, they scored uh, was a five on three too. So, yeah, uh, power play. So. Uh, How's that one taste, Wyshynski? Uh And I was I I had a tweet tweeted out to him like and I'm like, you know, see what happens when you actually watch the games. You know, yeah. he allows three goals, doesn't look stellar on the box score, you know, but he was. And uh, I didn't. I think I just said something like, uh, 
your thoughts on Bennington's performance in this game? And I tagged him. Silence. Oh, he, yeah. He replied to nobody oh, who yeah. was tagging him. And so the oh, silence... I saw, I, I just typed in Wyshynski, STL Blues, and like Wyshynski, Bennington, and you weren't the only one that did that. There was yeah. a yeah. ton of right. people that were like, like, and some people like not even being dickheads. And like, I don't think you were. No, no. Like, I well, think a lot I of people were literally like, hey, man, you've been on his case all year. Like, what do you actually think of the way he played against your team tonight? And no response. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. Didn't and I, to me, the silence was, de- was definitely, that was, yeah. that was all I needed to hear. Him not responding at all was better than him complimenting Bennington. Right. Yeah. To me. I agree. When, when was it that we played New Jersey? What night was it? Oh, it was like, it was a week ago. Last Thursday. Thursday. Last Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And, so it was the day after our show last week. Yeah. And so it, it wasn't, um, I don't know. Was there a wrestling show on? Cause that kind of <laughs> uh, Mr. Science theater, do... uh, 3000 marathon or something. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I would give him props for that. But <laughs> the wrestling bit. No, thanks. So, uh, uh, yeah, I thought that was just kind of, I mean, and I said the end of the last show, I wanted the blues to beat New Jersey so bad. Mm-hmm. And I wanted Bennington to play well, you know, just, just, a, just, a, just a, cause I know he's watching the game, mm-hmm. right? And if you hadn't seen Bennington play all season or rarely played it, seen, play the season, he was going to see the entire game this time, probably. Yep. And, uh, it was perfect. Yeah. Couldn't have worked out much better. Oh, I said the same thing. I was sitting there on the couch and, you know, there was like three minutes left and I'm just got this big old, you know, obviously I'm happy the blues are winning. I do but... they call it a shit eating grin. Yes, it was a shit eating grin. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and j- my, my wife, Jessica just looks at me and she's like, well, you're happy tonight. And I was like, you have no fucking idea. <laughs> like, this feels so good. It feels like it's like beating Colorado. Yeah. You know? Yep. Or Chicago when they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after starting the season on an absolute tear, the Devils have struggled for the better part of, uh, of a month or so. Plus, uh, came back to the pack in their division and have slipped to a wild card spot before winning the last two games. And they currently sit in second place in a uh, really, really tight Metro division right now. So, because they won, what was it? How many did they win in a row? 13? 13. 13 yeah. wins in a row. That's what always happens. Right. You yeah. win that many games in a row, oh, yeah. and you become at the very best, very average well, right I, after that winning streak. And I told people, I said, as soon as they lose a game, they're going to lose like three out of four or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. As, and then that's they went on a very bad streak for a while. So that that was kind of yeah. In, unless you were the uh, late '90s, early 2000 Red Wings, right? You always came back down to earth with a thud, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, <coughs> my goodness, Austin is just trying to. He's trying to be funny in the chat, and he's just not <laughs> uh, trying to give me trouble. And uh, sorry, Austin, uh, uh, just not working. Bruce Bruce uh, Navich. Steve <laughs> Bushnavich. Steve Bushnavich. That's where. Uh, that's let's where. see. Brandon Thomas says, "Leave the witty comments to Bill, guys." Uh, he says, uh, "Austin also adds, no need to watch the games. Just look at the stats." Uh, <laughs> and yeah, Joe Bray's videos, uh, which is your friend Chris Bray. Yeah. I like that Bruce Navich, good player, sick band ha- backhander versus Toronto in the shootout. <laughs> Steve Bushnavich. Yeah, so uh, Bruce Navich is actually. Uh, you guys know the reference to Bruce Navich? Do not. Uh, Iggy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. from uh, uh, TMA. TMA. Uh, That's apparently, he, he yeah. called him Bruce Navich on the air, <laughs> yeah, and right. they're like, "Wait a minute, is we that what you that, think his name is?" We can't let that go. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. <laughs> that <laughs> was funny. So it, it was the on the, the actual radio version of <clears throat> Kurt calling him Steve. Bruce Navich. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. 
the All terrestrial right. radio version, I guess. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, after the New Jersey victory, the Blues did lose to Montreal five to four. Um, much to Bill's dismay, probably don't want to talk about that too much. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was not a it was not a good game. The for fact the Blues. that we couldn't pick up a fucking point against I know the shitty Montreal Canadiens, yeah. right? You know that losing badly in the two yeah. games we played against them. Yep. I mean, you know, it pisses me off. That's because the thing that... it, it, you know, greatly lessens the chances of Montreal getting Connor Bedard, <laughs> which is what I think that team needs to, you know, to actually put them back on the relevance map. But, well, you know, uh, Colorado, and they're struggling this season, uh, but uh, they can't be Vancouver. Yeah. I mean, they've lost to them. Twice, three times, two or three times this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and I'll say, man, I it wasn't the it wasn't so much honestly because you know clearly the Blues have not had the best season yet so far at least. Um, it's not the fact that they lost to Montreal; it's the way they've lost to Montreal. Yeah, I mean, they just they well, looked like they weren't even in the same league as the Canadians. I know it was so yeah. strange. Montreal looked really good. Yeah, they were all over the. They were puck hounding. They were gap closure was amazing. They were, I mean, white on rice. Uh, you lose couldn't do anything. Yeah. Who did I watch them against the other night? Uh, they were wearing their blue unis, uh, um, the Kraken. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they, God, the Kraken made them look fucking terrible. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, and granted, the Kraken are having a great year this year. They are. But I, I'm just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the same team we just saw yeah. play against the Blues. Like, there's no way. Yeah. And then they didn't have Jake Allen, and they had um, Montebo in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah like. That was crazy to me because he got hurt, I think, uh, the day after practice with the Blues, after the Blues game. But, yeah, I'm like, this so, is the same team that just shit-kicked the Blues, made the Blues look bad. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and and the Blues team that played really well against New Jersey. Or, yeah. You know, uh, pretty well against New Jersey. And then Bennington had a great game. And then they lose to Montreal. Mm. It's like, and we can talk about the how the goalie situation. I was wanting to ask you that. How that, Yeah. And yeah. how I think we talked about on the show last week about how, oh, Grice is going to go against Montreal. And then Bennington would go against Minnesota. It's back to back. You know, it just seemed like common that, sense to me. Right. But it didn't Maybe. happen. Yeah. Yeah. But it's but, common sense. And, and, and <laughs> which is why it's not common. Right. And <laughs> yeah. it makes you wonder how things would have worked out. Uh, it, it may, uh, because, you know, actually things did work out where we won one and lost one. But it was backwards. And we won probably the more important one. Right. Yeah. Playing oh, yeah. Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Not giving Minnesota two points. Right. Give any points. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. And, and I'll say, man, I the same way I thought, and I said this when the Minnesota game started. I'm like, man, I just feel like this is such a weird thing for Baruby to put Bennington in against a bad team that's not in, even in your conference. And then you're back up against the team that you're chasing in the standings. Uh-huh. Right. And clearly, again, end of the game, Grice gets the win, gets the shutout, plays very well. Um, and, you know, Blues played pretty well against them too. But, you know, people were saying, you know, what's that now? Like, you know, kind of jokingly, like nudging me, like, what, what you got to say about that now? And I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, okay. It kind of worked out. Blues end the road trip, what, three and one? Pretty solid. It's exactly yeah. what oh, you yeah. wanted. Oh, yeah, no, it was perfect. It was great. But yeah. at the same time, I'm thinking, what, you know, there's always that what if. What if it would have been reversed? You put Grice in against Montreal. You know, again, Bennington's your better goalie. 
So chances are he doesn't do any better, but you never know. And you put Bennington in against Minnesota. Maybe you win both those games. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I, it, it worked out in the Blues' favor either way, but it just still felt like a very odd decision by Bruby to do that. If I had, if, if and if you asked me again, if they were going to play back to back in a couple of weeks against Minnesota and Montreal, I'd say the same thing. I'd say, now, granted, Grice did shut Minnesota down, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I guess that would play into my. But I would, I would, I would really be on the fence as far as do I go with Bennington against the division rival, you know, because uh, we played Minnesota earlier in the season. And Bennington was in goal, and we lost. Yeah, yeah. And so they yeah, played him on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And, and we lost badly. Was, yeah, and, and Bennington wasn't played poorly. Yeah, yeah. And so, and that may have figured factored into the decision. Uh, I get it, um, but it's still a division game, a big game, and right. you have a number one and a number two. Clearly, I I think what it came down to was Bruby rewarding Bennington for his strong performance against New Jersey, right? roll them right back out there and yeah you know it it was another one of those performances where it's like he could have been better but you don't blame that loss on him right it's that's you know you all armia's goal jake neighbors blows a tire and armia just you know he there's no gap closure (laughs) i forget who i think it might have been bortuzzo but there's no gap closure and just perfect snipe um and it was that kind of night for the blues, right? It just Montreal capitalized on mistakes. Yep. And that's what they did the last, when they played in St. Louis too, it was like every chance they got, they just capitalized. They had a, I think they had a five on three Slavkowski scored a goal. Yeah. Every chance they got, they scored. Yeah. It it was, it was just a matter of, you know, I, I think the blues blues didn't get a whole lot of bounces in the Montreal game, and we got every bounce in the Minnesota game. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Oh my god! Right? Oh my god! Um, yeah. Speaking of Minnesota game, Grice uh, did shut out the Wild three uh, nothing. Grice. And, and hey, let me just add. Last week I, there was the conversation after the Hofer signing. Uh, we said, uh, you know, what, I, I said the only way that we'll see Grice back next year is if he just shuts out every team every time he plays <laughs> for the rest of the season so far so good well i guess he was listening cuz it's worked out for him so far <laughs> uh i guess minnesota was grice versus gustafson uh Fleury didn't uh dress i think i said he was attending to a family matter mm-hmm. he wasn't even dressed in the in the game yeah uh the wild had 35 shots dominated third period uh out shooting the blues 23 to 4 uh grice was amazing that uh, that third period oh, was they didn't stop. the most Scary. lopsided performance I've seen. And they just didn't bail, stop coming. Right. They kept coming. And and they got no bounces no. either. Right. No. Posts, crossbars. Two two a, cro- a post and a crossbar, right? Yeah. Yep. Um and, and Grice was just on everything. Yep. Um square. He was square yep. every chance he got. He a lot of shots came his way that were good shots, but he was square to the puck yeah. and, and just gobbled it up. Right it, between Kaprizov or Kaprizov, sorry, Kaprizov <laughs> and Boldy, you thought for sure Minnesota had two goals in them. I, I you know, there, there was a point when there's probably about twelve minutes left. I'm like, this game's getting tied. Oh yeah, you know, no, and, Boldy is scary as hell. Yeah. I mean, obviously Kaprizov is too, but adding Boldy to the mix for the Minnesota Wild, mm-hmm. whew, yeah, look out the next couple of years. Uh, Blues uh, had four shots in the period, got the only goals in the third period, uh, both by Braden Shen. 
the first with six minutes to go was a, a backbreaker for Minnesota. I thought, I mean, we're, yeah. we're up one, nothing. Minnesota is like throwing everything in the blues, but the kitchen sink. Right. And, and they can't score and they can't score. And then Shen comes down and scores after killing that uh, penalty. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was just, Oh God, Bill, you mentioned last week um, that, you know, uh, after the Toronto game, that was the first game the blues had after O'Reilly went down and Tarasenko and, and you were like, you said something about, um, that's what you want to see from the leader of this team. And yeah, my God, this game here again, Braden Shen mm-hmm. coming up big for this team yeah. and proving that he's a leader for these guys. Yeah. I, I told my dogs cause that's who I watched the game <laughs> with now. Um, I told them last night, that's the next captain of this team. I think it is the second, 100%. the second that Ryan O'Reilly has gone, Braden oh, yeah. Shen is named captain. I've been saying yep. that for yeah. a couple of years that Shen is the, guy who's captain of the royal yeah. i have a friend who after uh petrangelo left we were having the discussion who's the next captain clearly everybody said o'reilly he was the one guy going i think Braden shen's the guy that does i say. i i thought oh i thought that shen should have gotten consideration but he may have yeah I mean, coming yeah. coming off of a con smythe win though yeah how, how yeah. do you how do you i mean it was a year delay but right. still right i mean potential right, yeah. was on the team uh still the year after the cup um people forget that I think people. I think people think that we won a cup and then and Potential left. No, it was a year. We had we, him for a full year. I think yeah. we like to all try and forget 2020. Yeah, <laughs> because the whole the shortened season because the pandemic. Bowmeister. 14 games, 18 games, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. And then the fucking terrible bubble, which, man, in hindsight, does that not look like one of the weirdest decisions, weirdest things to happen in this sport? Yes. It's, it sucks because the but Blues. Hey, Montreal got to the Stanley right. Cup final. <laughs> yeah. The Blues were having a great season. Yeah. That and, totally and derailed. It derailed. Well, Bo-Meester. The Bowmeister thing that totally was Dallas, derailed it. That first year in the was, bubble. Oh, that's right. That was Dallas. It was because that's right. Because we, we didn't go to that. Yeah. We went to, we were at Center Ice Brewery. For the, the Toronto for, and Montreal. Yep. Yes. So Watching great. with Toronto fans. Watching with Toronto fans. Yeah. 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 That was good stuff. They and were they were they were they were pleasant. No, they were they cool. were great. Yeah. Yeah. But it was Shared the one drinks. night, the one night that my Yasperi Kakaniemi <laughs> Montreal reverse retro was relevant. Yeah, you had the jersey because yeah. he had the game winner in overtime. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> uh, what happened the next year, Bill? <laughs> uh, Bergman got fired. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. <sighs> Was it uh, Kakaniemi um, sign? What was it? It was uh, twenty. It was the the Sebastian Aho number. Um, the the offer sheet. Yep. Ah, uh, right. So right. yeah. Uh, Saad scored the Blues' first goal of the game on the power play in the first period, and uh, you know people like to say that Minnesota dominated this game, um, but really it was just a third period. Right. It was the third. Yeah, um, but people, that's the last period they remember this game, and they forget the first two because the third period was so crazy. I think it's called recency bias. Recency mm-hmm. bias, yep. right? They forget the Blues. And, you know, if you uh, so the Blues were actually ahead on expected goals for the vast if you look if you like advanced stats. Expected goals scored in this game for the Blues, they were ahead of Minnesota the entire game up until the very end of the third period. Um, so... When someone caught him at the end, I think, and so I, and I think halfway I, through the game, the expected goals for for the Blues were two point two one, and the Minnesota was point nine eight two. That was the halfway mark. I've watched a fair amount of wild games this year. I just happen to catch them when they're on, mm-hmm. and I'll watch them. And 
I feel like they had their head, their asses for the first two periods. Yeah. Like we say that about the yeah. Blues. They we had, don't really say that about the opposing team much. It was like six shot four. They, they did not look good. That was uh, that was going to be my analysis of the second period of last night's game. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Minnesota only had a few shots in the second period too. Yeah, and they, completely yeah, they, they just did not look like a team invested in the game. They no. looked completely out. The Blues were dominating, and it seemed like that was a wake up call, uh, which I. We'll talk about the Calgary game here in a minute. Calgary. I feel like Calgary. happened to uh, Kairou after the first period in that game. A wake-up call of, holy yeah. shit, you guys are playing awful. Get your ass heads out of your asses and go play some hockey. And that's what they did in the third period. Kaprizov played over – it was over six minutes, six-plus, out of the last eight minutes of the game. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. Two, like It, it was two, three-plus-minute shifts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Isn't that just crazy? I mean, we, we've all played with that guy. They can literally almost play the whole game, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, this is the NHL. Right. Uh, there's games where I've seen Connor McDavid literally go off and take a 30-second rest and go back out yeah. for, like, the last – constantly for, like, the last 14 minutes of a game. <laughs> and it's just how are you that in tune with yourself to where you can do for that? People, for people who aren't really familiar with it, they you know, an NHL shift might last 45 seconds, mm-hmm. you know? On average or so. Um, and if you're out there for a minute and a half, that's long. Yeah. You need to get off because you're going to get tired. And uh, he, playing six and a half or whatever it was the last eight minutes is crazy. He averages about 20 minutes plus a game, which yep. is not, which is, you know, that's the top yeah. forwards in the game is about, they play 20, 20 plus. Um, but he got 26, 39 of ice time in this game. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, he averages 20, 48 per game, which I mean, is the most of any forward. Um, for Minnesota, too, and so. but the puck was always on a stick. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It always he, six, he was. He had six shots. He was a massive impact player. Just couldn't get it past Grace. He, he had six shots, and I, th- I went back and looked at the chart. Uh, three of which were high danger. So I mean, he was all around the net. Yeah, yeah. He's scary. He's he's one of those guys, and you know, clearly there's plenty of guys in the league now. But I think back to, you know, the division rivals that we've had over the years, right? Like. You know, clearly, still at a certain extent, Patrick Kane falls in that that category. But I'm thinking about guys like Doug Gilmore with the Maple Leafs, and you know, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, trying to get somebody else, uh, Neil Broughton with the North, North Stars. Stars. Yeah. Like thinking about it's Steve Eiserman, clearly with the Red Wings. Like yeah, the I puck's think. on their stick, and it's just. God damn it, the Blues yeah. are about to give up a goal. Right. It was, that's how Datsuk, I felt it was every time Datsuk had the puck. Datsuk right. Zetterberg, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, see, so you brought up Neil Broughton. I mean, how great was it seeing Minnesota in those jerseys? Oh, right? oh yeah. yeah. Every, every time that, um, that and, and I think uh, Darren Pang called it out, um, who is it? Who's the uh, number two, the young defenseman uh, for, for Minnesota? Uh, I can't remember his name, but every time he got the puck, it, Peg said, you know, it's, I, I keep thinking Craig Hartsburg because oh, yeah. he, he wore that. And I'm like, yes. And it was, it was Craig Hartsburg. And then who was the guy? There was another guy, uh defenseman that the blues signed in the early nineties um, that wore number four 
for for them. Um, <laughs> you thinking of uh, Addison? Uh, yes, Merle. I mean, it was Addison? it was Addison. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, how? In like when I was I was playing the updated version of yep. NHL I ninety four tonight, on the arcade time, behind uh, Bill over there. Yes, yeah. on the arcade behind me, and every time Tyler Bozek got the puck, like it's Jeff Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah playing that updated NHL because yeah. I I have the one from I guess that was NHL eighteen maybe where they yeah. had the updated rosters for the teams and actually so they had O'Reilly's probably NHL nineteen I guess when they did that. Um, and yeah, seeing some of those old numbers when you're yeah. playing the NHL 94 version, you're thinking, am I playing the original NHL 94? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Th- I've got, uh, the, the Genesis version of, uh, NHL 94, but it's the 2022 teams and rosters at the end of the season. So, so they still have David Perron. They do. Yep. Vili. Who's so? Yeah. Or as, yeah. as, <laughs> um, what's, uh, what's her name? Uh, um, Alexa Dat, Valet Huso. Valet Huso. Huso. Uh, no, Kurt, Kurt laughed at me. You weren't here yet, Bill, because I was playing. And uh, <laughs> I, it was like the second period, and I finally noticed the goalie's number 35. And I'm like, 35? Who the fuck is that? And then I go, oh, yeah, Billy Huso. <laughs> it was Brent Johnson. <laughs> Brent right. Johnson. Hopefully not. Uh, so and uh, Kaprizov's uh, ice time at the end of this game kind of shows how much they wanted to win this game. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You don't, you don't, yeah. you don't burn out your top player at the end of a game. unless you really want to win this game. Yeah, I, I've not like Jeff. I've seen quite a few wild games this year. Dean Evison like has this other level of desperation against the Blues. Yeah, you just don't see it on his face like you do. What's our record in Minnesota? Uh, is it in Minnesota? Last like, yeah, it's Minnesota, right? Yeah, fifteen, sixteen. No, Toronto. That's Toronto. No, we're Toronto, talking about Toronto. Toronto's pretty crazy. But, yeah, it's like but, we've lost one like game of regulation last like 13, 14 games. Right. 13, 1, yeah. and 3 or right. something. Minnesota, because we have playoff experience right. out there, it's not right. as good. But we still frustrate the hell out of them in their own. Oh, I, I can see. We talk about Dallas. I think Minnesota probably hates us, too. Yeah. Um, you know, Dallas, I, I could see them being like, God, I hope we get the Blues in the first round so we can steamroll. If I were a Dallas fan. I bet Minnesota fan, thinks the same thing. If yeah. I were a Dallas fan, I, I mean, maybe they are. I mean, but if they're not, how in the hell is the Blues not your number one hated team? Oh, they have to be. Over the last, what, five years? They've been, the Blues have just, destro- I mean, broken their hearts. Well, and we've all seen, twice. we've seen yeah. the Blues get steamrolled in a, in a elimination game in the playoffs before. But like the Blues did that, too. was that 2016? They, they steamrolled down. They steamrolled yeah. them in game seven. It was like mm-hmm. six to one or yeah, something. It was bad. You yeah. know, and then they come in and they get the the overtime win with Pat Maroon. Oh my God! I mean, yeah. good God! I would be like, "Fuck you, St. Louis!" Yeah. Yeah. After Jamie Ben uh, had the wraparound that uh, didn't go, Andrew and then Cogliano, Cogliano had, had the wide open net yep. that he just missed from in tight. I mean, yeah. I, and we've talked about it a lot, and I have, and I, and, and no one ever talks about the Cogliano shot ever. Yeah. It's always Jamie Ben. I mean, Cogliano, that's a goal. I think that was a ninety-nine. Chance. Oh God, yeah, not yeah. even close. 99 times out of 100. Because Bo Benton stopped Ben. Mm-hmm. He right. stopped it. And Cogliano, Cogliano just, just missed. Choked. If he puts it on net, anywhere on the on the right half of the net, it's going in. Yep. And yeah. he missed. So I have, I have a friend at work. Who, from, 10, from eight feet out. Who is a massive Dallas sports fan. Gross. And between, between the Blues <laughs> dominance of the Stars and David Freeze and the you know 2011 <laughs> Cardinals, yeah. he hates St. Louis sports with... He should. The passion oh, of yeah. a he million should. sons. 
He should. Right. Oh, I remember. Uh, so when I lived in Dallas, I moved down there in 2013, and I was wearing a Cardinals hat. Didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, Dallas, you know, they don't have an NL team, whatever. And I remember just walking into a Kroger and a guy just going, hey, fuck the Cardinals. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Okay. I'm just <laughs> here to get apples. I'm walking out. And I hear a guy go, you better be from St. Louis. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay. Well, then I won't give you trouble for being a Cardinals fan. He wasn't I'm like, you said he was an employee? No. Oh, I was going to say. Guy. No, it was just a guy walking. So I, I had to ask him, I go, I go this is the second time in 10 minutes somebody said something to me. Why do you guys all hate the Cardinals down here? And he goes, "Are you serious?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I was like David Freeze." I'm like, "Holy shit, I feel like an idiot." Yeah, <laughs> I'm just here to get rice aroni. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, "Shit, I guess I can't wear my Cardinals stuff as much down here." I, uh, you know what? I would. Wear I it. did. I, wore I would it wear every it with pride. Day. <laughs> that would. I'd make me want to wear it more. To be oh, honest. I did. I'm I wore it all the time. That kind of guy. I probably wore more Cardinals hats the year I was down there than I ever have in my life. Cause it's always a blues hat. Yeah. yeah. Like when I was at like, uh, I, I tell people when I was at uh, Disney, uh, when the blues were in the cup final against Boston, I was there for a couple of games and I wore blues gear, oh, you know, shirts and hat. Austin, you on this in the chat here? Oh, we're getting spammed. And I, I wore gear and I got lots of comments. Good, good comments. Nothing bad. Mostly from, you know, fuck Boston. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beat Boston. Fuck Boston. No, I, I say it all the Good time. Luck, That's my favorite part yeah. about that. Like, I, it's funny. I, I was even talking to a coworker now who's from uh, Montreal, lives in Minnesota now. Uh, I clearly he's from Montreal, right? So he's got to be a hockey fan. And um, he was telling me, he goes, "Yeah, I'll admit, man, 2019, I was rooting for the Blues." And I go, "Let me guess, you're a Canadiens fan, and you, and you just didn't want the Bruins to win another one." He goes, "He goes." I could have been a Senators fan or a Sharks fan. I would have been rooting blues because I hate Boston. <laughs> like, Who doesn't? You yeah. and everyone else outside of Massachusetts. Yeah, everyone hates Boston. <laughs> I love it. I think Boston, but I, I honestly, Boston fans love it. They love being they, the villain. Yeah. I love being the villain I do too. myself. Well, I do too. So I, they, I understand. They can now because they've won so much over – over the last 20 years it's prior prior to the to the patriots winning yep. like they had not, I, they had celtics, right. they had celtics but that was in the late 80s right when when i went to school in the 90s was bad right when i went to school in new england in the late 90s they were the whiniest bunch of bitches <laughs> of all fucking time Right, the they, Patriots weren't winning. The Celtics weren't winning. The Red Sox hadn't won in forever. The Bruins couldn't do Bruins, shit. Yeah, wasn't hadn't won. Cam Neely had to retire. You know, there was so much off Samuelson throwing hate. water bottles. <laughs> yeah, well, it was yeah, yeah, too many. You know, no cartilage in your knee because Olf Samuelson <laughs> took you out Yikes. a couple times. Um, Oof. Yeah, they Imagine were naming your kid they Oof. Were so, Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Swedes and Finns have the best names. Yeah, they, they do. Just Ulf. 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 Ulf is a good name. Yeah. What about Uwe Krupp? Well, he was, oh, he's German, yes. though. He's, Uwe? He's German. Uwe. It's Nicole, how is it Uwe? Uwe Krupp. It's, 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 yeah. I think, I think Germans actually pronounce it Uwe. I, that wouldn't surprise but, me. But uh, I think it was always pronounced here. Uwe yeah. Krupp, wasn't it? Uwe Krupp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my who, goodness. Who scored the Stanley Cup game winning goal in 1995, Colorado over Florida. No, 96. Colorado. Uh, UA crew? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, with, uh, Ken Morris says, when I wear my blues cap in Bangor, Maine, I always get a remark or two. I've been told in Bangor Bruins caps 
are preferred, but Rangers and Canadians caps are okay. A remark. I said remark. Yeah, <laughs> didn't I? As I was reading that, I'm like, damn it. Uh, remark. Uh, but, it's so uh, funny how when you read something, and it's a word you've said a thousand times, right? <laughs> but you're like, oh, you just you put the wrong emphasis on, on the, the wrong, wrong syllable. Right? <laughs> yep. and, and, and I'm sure Ked's like, uh, it's banger. Yeah. What's, uh, what's uh, well, who's, uh, who's from Bangor, Maine? Um, Jim Montgomery. Jim Montgomery. Oh, yeah. okay. I was thinking of a movie he went, character. He, well, he did. He went to Maine University. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say that's, that's Bangor, weird... Maine is yeah. the home of Julie the Cat Gaffney. Yes. It's, a, yeah. it's a weird yeah. tidbit of information that I know that Montgomery went to Maine because yeah, he played here for the Blues so for a yeah. little bit. So, and I I was corrected many a time uh, there when I went to school in New England. There was a guy from it's Banger, Banger, it's Banger. Banger, Banger, yeah, like the song's a banger. Yes, huh? Yes. Well, Julie the Cat Gaffney doesn't know how to say her own city. What she says, Julie she's... from Bangor, Maine. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was corrected several Is times it spelled by a guy O-R? from there. Or B A N G O R. Yep. It and should be Bangor. Bangor. It should be. It looks like it should be Bangor. Should yeah. be, but it's New England. Right. So, <clears throat> yeah. Bunch of assholes. Sounds like a happening place. Bangor, yeah. Maine. Destination, Bangor, Maine. Stephen King is from Bangor, says Ken Morris. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought he was from. Uh, Oh, what's the name of the town? It's he always fictional. say Wantaneo. <laughs> no, you do remember the name of the town, don't you? <laughs> say Wantaneo. <laughs> That's from uh, uh, Shawshank. Shawshank. Which Shawshank. Is Shawshank. That's right. Stephen King short story. Yeah, and we come full circle. Uh, that's how we operate on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so we're due for a break. Uh, after this break from uh, StrikeWithMike.com, we'll discuss Bennington and the Blues coming from behind in the third period to beat Calgary. Uh, in overtime, uh, you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Thomas scores in overtime to beat the Flames four to three. You guys want to talk about that a little bit? Nah, let's skip it. Okay. Nah, it's it's too recent. Too yeah. recent. Yeah. Next show. Next not week. not recency bias. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, had too much of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game was uh, Bennington versus Markstrom and Net. Uh, Nazem Kadri made his return to St. Louis. Uh, fans were rightfully booing him every time he touched the puck. What about your racists? Yeah, right? racist assholes. Yeah. yeah, booing a guy who's a cheap shot artist and a complete asshole on the rink but they're racist no luckily i didn't see any of that last night but it's also because it was flames fans and not avalanche fans (laughs) true fucking i there were were, okay okay i i agree with you but let's be clear 
there were a handful of racists. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that attacked him online. Yes. Right. No, I yeah. agree. But the fact that after that, when people were you get him and like jumping on him on social media, like that guy's a cheap shot. Well, you're saying that because you're racist. Jordan Bennington threw a water bottle because he's racist. And it's like, Oh, the humanity, uh, a water bottle, empty yeah, water bottle. Yeah. I, that mm. drove me. I, we've talked about too much on this show. I, I, I love the water bottle thing. The, I the empty water bottle. I, I fucking love that he did that. I and do too. I, it's so funny to me. Yep. Yeah. Cause it's not going to hurt a fly. Right. And he just walks by empty water bottle, chuck it him while he's on TV being interviewed. It's so funny. Yeah, I know. I, how, how do people not find the humor in that? Right. It's it, so hilarious. Right. It, it, as of lost his shit and, and <laughs> cried about lost, it. Lost his on concentration on TV. air. Yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. man, just do a water ball at me. Whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. And, and we've talked about it. That's the best part of the JF Electric commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. 100%. Yeah. I remember when they, they like, put I think they put it up on YouTube or something and promoted it. So I saw it before it aired. And I saw the, you know, he, he says, do I look nervous and all that. But, man, when I see him throw the water bottle. And, and it's clear, too, that he, like, purposely misses O'Reilly by, like, 15 yeah, feet right, right then i'm like okay that is fucking hilarious yeah <laughs> uh, this i'm opening my second beer this is like one of the few beers i'll actually drink out of a can brewski i'm kind of oh. snobby i like to i like to pour it out into yeah. glass right yeah. i don't like drinking beer out of a can ever mm-hmm. but yeah those those but citrus sandies shandies yeah from oh yeah uh, from the brewski from uh, excel brewing i think it is or, yep yeah uh, people that, that make ski is, yeah yeah it is so damn good. So I got a friend that uh, always brings me Yingling, which have you had the chocolate? Is it chocolate porter Yingling? Yes. Mm-mm. Oh, I want to try that so bad. He just brings me fuck you, the Tommy. generic. Yingling. You need to ask him for chocolate porter Yingling. Well, it's gonna be sold here very soon. Like within the I next know. month. Okay. Well, but, still. but yeah, every time I see him, he like brings me Yingling, and it, for some reason, Yingling to me, I'm like, I, I'm just gonna drink this out of the can. I don't so... put that in the glass either. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's what I should have brought you then, because I. I got tired of it. I'm I, not that big a Yingling person. I'm not either. <laughs> I have. I, mean, I have. Why I've heard the Hershey's. The Hershey's Porter. I heard is really good. Yeah. So. Yeah, and again, fuck you, Tommy. Right. He said he had a whole like pony keg of it. Right. It was a. Right. I'm like, holy shit! Uh, invite us over. Nothing. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I don't know you, Tom, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> long, known Tom for a long time. Nice guy. Just. Yeah. yeah he shows off this. Brags about having a pony keg of chocolate yingling and <laughs> never the invite never came i was like what the what's going on the mm. girls never came <laughs> euro trip fans anyone oh a long time ago um i think i was working at the theater at the when i came out yeah. where was that where was that oh no the scene when three the, four the main character is freaking out because he think he thinks he's having pot brownies but he's actually just having regular brownies you find out later let's be let's and be fair regular brownies are really good yes and so he's be. freaking out yeah. And he's just he just jumps up on the table, he like takes his shirt off, and he's like, I saw gay porno once. I just kept watching, thinking, Oh, girls are gonna come. The girls never came. The girls never came. <laughs> Did you finish? Did you finish? Uh and uh Brandon Toma, uh oh, that's not the one I meant to show, but had it damn good, got it from an A B employee, ironically. The Hershey's uh I'm Yingling guessing he's talking about the yeah, the chocolate from uh, Yingling. Yingling. What I meant to display is this one here from Ken. Not that I was... I would have shown that to Brandon. 
<laughs> two of the players I truly dislike on the ice at the same time, Kadri and Milan Lucic. I th- yeah. Somebody called it the suspension connection. I saw that online. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was awesome. <laughs> Is that old Fabry's hair, Robert Tank Engine? Is that him? Maybe. 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 I don't know. I don't want to give, I don't want to take someone else's credit away, but. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to give him any credit. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, if you're listening. Or am I? I'm yeah. only kidding. Only like 39%. This was a good game, I thought. I, I Afterwards, based on the advanced stats, uh, Money Pucks Simulator, which uh, the, the deserved a winometer, which I like looking at sometimes. Uh, it's interesting. They, they simulate the game a thousand times based on all the advanced stats and the high danger scoring chances and all those, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, see, and they see who would win. And it was dead even, 50-50, like, like 49.2% to 50.8%, something like that. It was crazy close. Um, and so uh, Blue scored first early in the game, 350 in on an odd man rush from the power play. Rushnevich uh, was on the rush with Thomas, Falk, Shen, and Kairou. And who was in the box? Uh, who was in the box? Well, Kadri was in the box first. Kadri was in the box. Right. And then I remember who the second. Well, because was. there was there was a, the two penalties canceled to the route, one for the Blues, one for the for the Flames. So it was a, it was a power play for the Flames for like five seconds. Right. And uh, Zadorov was it? Zadorov? Might have been Zadorov. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, and Bushnevich gets credit for this goal. Uh, his shot was actually a backdoor pass to uh, Thomas that went off the Flames defenseman uh, Chris Tanev's skate and passed Markstrom. Uh, but uh, later in the second, and first- Brandon Tanev. No, it's Chris. Chris. Brandon's, Brandon's on Seattle. Seattle. He's the one with the funny faces. Yes. Okay. He's a he's a fabulous uh the he's a fabulous forward with a funny name. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Price Fister Fosses people. Anybody? Anybody? Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> um later in the first period and into the second, the Flames scored three goals in a span of seven minutes and eighteen seconds. Uh two in the first period and one early in the second. The first was uh, Lucic scored for Calgary in the rush. We talked about this goal before uh, the show a little bit. Um, so uh, got Calgary on the board um, and tied the game with Blues 1-1 on a backdoor pass from Nazem Kadri, who uh, carried up left wing. Uh, Huberto drew coverage in the middle as he was driving up the slot, and uh, as Calgary came in three on two. Uh, simple backdoor play. Uh, Pareko and Mikola were defending, uh, and – on this play, you know, th- three on two is not ideal, what you don't want. I mean, it's not terrible. But, uh, and you guys, I, I, this is the way I saw it. If you guys disagree, uh, feel free. But uh, I thought, I, I don't think we played this poorly. I just thought it was a really good play, a good pass. Good yeah. execution. Yeah, yeah. You know. I was I, I was actually going to say on this play, I mean, it was just a quick, quick turnaround for Calgary. Blues had pressure in the zone. Uh, I think it was Mikola actually had a shot blocked. Uh, blocked. Yep. And then it just came the other way. Uh, and and Coach Ponder will tell you, this is how you execute a three-on-two. Oh, yeah. You have a guy basically driving. You got the guy driving to the net like Huberto, who basically acts as a um, decoy. Decoy. Thank hey. you. Uh, yeah, you get it. You <laughs> I'm a hunter. Game. I'm a hunter. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's not true. Um, no. Uh, so, yeah, he acts as the kind decoy. Like it today. Driving uh, to the net, yeah, a little bit, yeah. I, need yeah, I see that. Yeah. There you yeah. go. And uh, and, and you know, and then a, a, as much as I hate to give the guy credit, Kadri looks right. up, sees Lucic hitting the the back door, and just a fucking perfect pass. Uh, you know, you could make the argument maybe that can get blocked by one of the Blues defensemen. I think Mikola was had probably the better chance of blocking that, but 
Just, it, a, I mean, I said it before the show when we were talking about it. That pass is right at the post, the far post. And Lucic has just a tiny bit of room to put that puck in. And it was just oh, yeah. perfectly yeah. Ex- executed. Benison comes across, and uh, I did a pretty good job of getting over. But, I mean, you know, uh, Lucic put it. I don't know. Ten, had, like, eight for those inches? watching on TV, yeah. he had like that much room to put that puck in, like six eight inches. It yeah. was just and he put it in. It was a good, it was a good play by Calgary. I, and when I first thought, when I first saw the play develop on replay, I'm looking at him like, well, you know, Kadri's passing. Yes. And my first thought was, you know, Bennington probably could have cheated a little bit and, and anticipated the pass across, but Huberto's in the middle, like you mm-hmm. said, decoy. So he's got to respect that. He can't cut across early. To anticipate the pass to, to to make the save on Lucic, who, you know, honestly, it's back door. You got to trust your defenseman is going to have that guy, mm-hmm. right? So you can't slide across, and then all of a sudden Huberto gets the pass, and then then you're kind of sliding off off the off your. You're giving him yeah. so much room on the short side. So I thought Benton played this pretty well. You know, yeah. it's just it's just a really well executed play by Calgary. You tip your cap. That's a good play. Um, uh, and then backland score for Calgary less than two minutes later. Uh, great deflection up and over Bennington, top shelf uh, from outside the top of the crease uh, by Backlund on a point shot from uh, Zadorov. Uh, Shen had coverage on Backlund here, but uh, to me, the problem was uh, Shen had his back to the shooter. He turns and looks at, at Backlund and doesn't see the shot coming. Uh, he turned to tie up Backlund and just didn't tie up his stick well enough. He had a stick on him, but it wasn't good enough um, and didn't know the shot was coming. So, Shen well, and, and maybe plays us better. You you watch the replay and you look at Zadorov getting that shot through. It's like there's no way that shot should get through. Like there was coverage on him. I don't remember what forward it was that had him. Might have been Sod. I can't remember. But somebody had coverage on him. It's like how did that puck even get through? Because there was a couple bodies that went through too before it got to Backland. And it, it's just one of those seeing eye pucks that just found its way through. And great deflection, yes, yeah, unbelievable. And like deflection. you said, Shen, Shen had him, and I'll agree with kind you. Kind of, I think Shen could have played this a little better, had a little better body position. Yeah, but um, I mean, good on Backlund to be able to deflect that puck while still being kind of covered. And it goes, and him. it goes under the crossbar. Yeah, and it's like it's great I mean, deflection. Yeah, it's tough. See, my my experience when this goal was scored was the Chris Kerber delivered experience. Okay, I was, I was driving that home. And he scores. And <laughs> it, it was yeah, basically it was uh, Zadorov to the front of the net, and they score. And they score. It was, and then afterwards, you know, just great deflection. You know, Zadorov throws it into traffic in front. Great deflection by yep. Backlund. And uh, yeah, it, it it's both of those plays. I heard, like I told you guys before, uh, before we got on air, um, I watched all of the blues goals uh-huh. as, as you know, out visiting my mom um, for the first period for the beginning of the game. And I, I, I saw the blues, uh, the, the Bushnevich goal, Steve Bushnevich, Steve Bushnevich. great backhand <laughs> pass that, yeah. And then uh, drove home and heard the Flames goals. And then, um, yeah, I, I watched the third period. So I got to see all of the Blues goals. And, yeah, it, it, it's, it sounded like just from listening to it that, you know, after the Blues scored, Calgary just kind of 
dominated play. Like they took advantage of, of the bounces and it, it certainly, you know, like the, the feel I got from, you know, getting in, watching the third period that uh, Pang and, uh, and uh, uh, John Kelly were very much, you know, like, you know, Calgary is has taken advantage of everything in this mm-hmm. game, taking advantage of the bounces, and clearly, Cadre, uh, you know, Cadre's pass to Lucic, they kept going back to it and just saying what a great pass it was, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're giving credit to the villain, and I hated that. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. But you know, it's, not, e- it's easier to do now that the Blues won. So, right, right, right. right. And, and I feel like the the Blues, like they still were fighting back. They had some good chances on Markstrom. It was it was back and forth a little bit. I mean, again, I, I agree with you that that Shen needs that better position, tie up that stick, and and not allow him to get a stick on it. But at the same time, I mean, the Blues were coming back, playing hard, and yet you, you felt like, okay, get out of this period down one, right, and come out in the second, have a strong start to the second, and you're you're tied. This game's an easy tie. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's not how it went. Well, no. Because uh, <laughs> um, uh, two, what, what, a minute, two seconds into the third period, Manjapane scores for Calgary just uh, early, uh, early and late goals against in periods are killers, as Darren Pang will tell you every single time it happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. and, and let's pause for a second on Manjipani. That's got to be one of the top five best names in the yeah. game, right? I was looking I forward to saying it. Right. I, when I typed it in the notes, right. I'm like, oh, looking forward to saying this name on the show. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you go ahead? Manjipani. Say it again. Manjipani? I'm say, saying say, it right. Yeah. Say it slower. Are, no. No. It, it, it's like, it's like it, 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 you sound like you're that guy asking for foot pictures online of somebody. That's exactly what I'm And doing. you slowly ask for more and more. <laughs> okay, uh, now go outside and take your shoes off and press the gas pedal down in your car. Give me that one. But isn't the literal translation of his name eat bread? I think so. Yeah. Actually, I think that's right. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's like it sounds poetic, right? With what announcers are calling it. And, was he in a fraternity? Right. <laughs> did he eat the bread? Deep <laughs> hockey inside joke. Right? right, 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 right. Oh, was it? What's it called? Elephant walk? What was it? Uh, Elephant walk? You've heard of that, right? Yeah. Where the guys line up in a row yeah. and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know how elephants walk in a line; they hold each other's trunks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my! Cir- circle jerk. Yeah, it's like a bread. initiation for a fraternity kind of a thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always heard it was related to one of those Detroit junior teams from the late eighties, okay. early nineties. Like hockey teams do shit. Yeah. You know, Federico told us. Oh yeah. Kind of in confidence about it after that uh, that event at uh, uh, Kirkwood. Uh, Kirkwood. Um, what was it Kirkwood Golf Station? Course? Kirkwood Station. Kirkwood oh, Station. yeah. Yeah, when we were all sitting around the table. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, about uh, yeah. G- g- getting shaved. Nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> getting but... shaved uh, down below the waist by uh, being held down and shaved. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but that was, I mean, that, that made its way into Hollywood movies. Sure. Right? Yep. That, kind of thing. that was common. Right. That was apparently very yep. common. Yeah. It was. Paging yeah. Dr. Tutton. Yeah. Hold him yep. down and, and shave the uh, nether region. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shave the altogethers. Manscape them, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. How the hell? Did we not ever reference Youngblood when we did that? We had Manscaped on the show? I actually think we did. Did we? Okay. I think we did. We should have. Paging yeah. Dr. Sutton. I, okay, I appreciate it. I think we made a comment Poor about like, how this is 
This is not what you see potential. in one blood. This is what you want to do now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that, that could be a great summer series like episode, just compare and contrast hockey culture from the 2010s and 2020s to 1986 when young love was made. Right. Oh God. My goodness. Riley and Jonesy. Yeah. Are the Bush inspectors. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And they're going to find you. Yep. Yeah. Just uh, uh, weird right. tangent. So uh, Manjapani's goal, uh, the Flames have the puck behind the Blues net, and the Blues lost coverage bad on this one. This goal pissed me off. This one was I, – I, I said, and I, I still stand by it, <coughs> all the bad goals we've seen this year, this ranks. It's up there. This was bad. As, as just careless coverage. Yes. It's just, and, and, you had five guys down low. And to me, I watched, the, I, I watched this over this, this, this – this 10 second play, right? Uh, 25 times. I'm just rewinding, watching. Okay. So where's everyone at where they're supposed to be, you know, and who messed up. And so all five blues players were down low. Three were either at the end red line or behind the goal. Rosen and Tucker were in front, uh, kind of off to the, to the right post a little bit uh, covering Blake Coleman. Cairo was too deep on this play and he's puck watching. As no. he, uh <laughs> as he ignored, so Manjapane, he ignores Manjapane, uh, who was behind him, and coasted over to try and block the centering pass from behind the net. Uh, he didn't block it, and it got through. And Manjapane uh, scores from a high danger scoring chance in the low slot over Bennington. Nice execution by Calgary uh, on the Blues fail coverage, but my God, if you watch, if you watch this replay on, go to the website, watch the replay. Blatantly obvious, horrible play by by Cairo. Uh, Manji, uh, Manji is coming out from behind the goal and Kairou is coming to, right towards him, just coasting, you know, watching the play, see what's going on. And when Manji Pane comes out from behind the goal and comes to him in front, he's shoulder to shoulder with Kairou. Kairou never acknowledges his presence there. Mm-hmm. Completely never looks at him. Total puck watching behind the goal. Manji Pane drifts back a little bit. Kairou keeps moving forward, then goes down, trying to block the pass. And the pass comes to Manji Pane. Who was wide open because Kyrie didn't stick with him. Kyrie was covering nobody. Uh, the Blues defensemen were on the the puck carry behind the goal. I don't know where Kyrie oh, was going. The, the Blues, no, the Blues defensemen weren't even on the puck carry. That was Rob Thomas oh, yeah, that right, went behind. Right. The defensemen were in front the of the goal. The defensemen were, were right. just standing on the right side of the right. net. They weren't doing anything. At least there was a Flames player there. But the thing is that that Kyrie went from an area that needed coverage. To an area that already had coverage, mm-hmm. and the area he already left, but is where the goal was scored from. You know, this, and this boils down to him not under not not evaluating the scenario, understanding where, who needs to be where, and letting his teammate do his job behind the net, who's on the puck carrier, and you do what you're supposed to do, and you're, you cover the guy in front that is yep. wide open. If you leave him, don't leave him, and that's and he, he Apani, three We were later. just talking about manscaping. Mangiapane, when he received that puck, he could have pulled out a fucking manscape device, pulled <laughs> his pants down, manscaped all the way across his he, fucking balls, and then shot the puck. He may That's have. how much time he had. He may have. He may I have. mean, it, it was ridiculous. He had all the time in the world. And, and the refs are out there, you know, trying to clean up afterwards. Yeah, like, and the refs are like, you know, they got like the little pan. And right. They're like the dust sweeping. The yeah, yeah. Kairu's still just kind of circling around <laughs> in the wrong area. The players are all standing on the right side of the net. I mean, it, it was bad. 
That was bad. <laughs> who was the other four we haven't even mentioned? Thomas, uh, Kyru, Thomas, Kyru, probably, and probably Bushnevich, right? Steve. I think God, it was Bucinavich. Probably. Bucinavich, uh, Rosen, and, and I had a problem with Kyrou. Don't get me wrong. But Bucinavich, Kyrou, and uh, I'm not sorry. Not Kyrou. Um, Rosen oh. and Tucker. All in, and listen, I know Tucker's a rookie. but And I know that we're playing a lot of AHL players right now. But my God, they just stood on the right side of that. I, I guess expecting the guy's going to wrap around and send a pass in front. I don't know. But they're not picking anybody no. up. They're just standing there waiting well, for the play to develop. And it's and and again, you mentioned Thomas just chasing the guy behind the net, which again is also the wrong play. Like, well, Thomas is on the he's on the puck carrier, which I don't have I don't have a problem need with. To follow the guy behind the net. Well, the defense isn't going back there, so I don't I don't have a problem with that. I, I, based on based on where the players were and covering for each other, I don't have a problem with that so much. Uh, and the two the Rosen and uh, Tucker were were. Kind of covering the same guy, uh, Blake Coleman. At they, the, they right, were standing have to. there waiting for a pass to Coleman. Well, and and the, and it happened kind of fast with Manjipane. So I don't necessarily blame the defense. I mean, even though they are partially to blame, right? They they they're not. They shouldn't I think be side by all side. the blame. But I think well, Kairu to me is the guy because that's his man. He comes in, he's trying to help out, and he goes into an area that already has coverage and vacates an area where this coverage is needed. That's that's all. That's I mean, and leaves the guy wide fucking open. No, no. I mean, okay. So there was nobody else wide open on that play except for the guy that Kyrie was right next to and left. So yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't like the play by anybody. I thought they all it played incorrectly. They weren't moving no. their feet the way they should have been moving them. And and again, maybe Kyrie's not picking that guy up. Tucker or Rosen or even Buchnevich need to look up and say, "Oh shit, that guy's wide open, moving to the slot." Yeah. Well, somebody needs to make the right play, and none of them did. I don't. Uh, the, I mean the defense being on the same side of the goal made it possible for that area to be open. So they could have been a little more spaced out. I get, uh, I get it. Um, well, my question but, is why do you have five guys collapsing on the goal? Like that, that was, that was bad. The point men were wide open the, the, too. The, the point. Well, the, well, Manjapani pinched in. Well, Manjapani. Well, the one point man, uh, 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 Calgary had four guys down low too. So that kind of stuck the blues down low. But the thing is, there was a point guy wide open too. And Manjapani slid out from behind the goal and he was wide open because, Kyrie ignored him when he came out, um, and then the, and then everybody else being kind of pushed down. You can't spread out and cover that quick. It was a bang bang play from behind the goal. So, yeah, just it, a bad play. It, it was it was bad, very bad. It didn't look good at all. And like you said, I was pissed. I yeah. I at that point, I was so mad that I considered even just okay, turn the game off for five minutes, collect yourself, and get back and watch the rest of the game because. That whoa, that really upset and, me. That was know, terrible. Well, coverage. yeah, and it's a one goal game, and it's early in the third period. You think, okay, I have a good third period. Let's tie it up, and we'll move from there. And then, boom, a minute two in, they score two up by two. Like motherfucker. Yeah, that's ex- the exactly what you did not want to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the exact opposite. Um, yeah. so and I was just going to say, as the guy that didn't see that play and and only heard it described, and after the fact hearing that it was Rosen and Tucker as the defensive pair like that was there's a, I bet, no chemistry I bet, there. that was the pairing though I'll say I right. bet um, the game Kerber and and Vitali were probably very upset with that goal yeah I didn't hear it yeah yeah but I, I it's 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 easily blown coverage there's a guy wide open in that spot of the ice <laughs> I mean, you got you got people all every and if you watch, everyone's puck watching. 
the, the replay. Everybody, even the defenseman, oh, yeah. Kairou. I mean, Thomas is puck watching. He's supposed to be. He's on the puck carrier. But, you know, everyone else who's on in coverage, they're puck watching. And, and I almost, well, I do. I actually do hate bringing this up, but I feel like it needs to be brought up. I made the fucking mistake, actually, after the second goal by Calgary. I made the dumbass mistake to go on Twitter and just type in Bennington. Oh, why? And look why? at latest and see... All the people talking about how Jordan Bennington is terrible. Why do they keep putting him out there? He is so bad. And then not one again, goal in this game. No, was his fault. And then again, was it, was I looked. Thoughtful. Again, I looked after the the Blues tweeted out. Um, Mangiapane scores, and the the, the Flames are up three one. The first like four comments were. God, why do we keep playing Bennington? Oh my God, how does he not have that save? Grace got a shutout like, last game. Let's get him out. Like, yeah. Are you? I was like, I, it was like hurting my head. I'm like, seriously, are you watching? Are you just listening? Are you just looking at box score like the now, live updates? I, are you? I, how can you? Yeah, yeah like I, how can you possibly put any of these goals on Bennington? No, I I agree with you, but on the other hand. Uh, I have to remind myself I feel the same way you did, but I have to remind myself that this is the way it's always been. I know people get goaltending wrong all the time. If a goal goes in, it's the goalie's fault yep. for so many people. They don't, they don't understand situations. They don't understand. Uh, uh, they probably never played the game. I, right. I don't want to be that guy. You know, I hate, I hate sounding that way. But it makes a difference if you play and you but understand. Man, in this game particularly, though, like you don't have to play the game to understand. There's no yeah. fucking way, Bennington. Now, maybe you're asking, and I said this to somebody. If you're asking, like, man, we could really use Bennington coming up huge right here. Okay, yeah. I get that to a certain extent. That's but to but to be like, oh yeah, how does he not have that save? Are you fucking kidding me? That's I, and I had a conversation with a guy who, and that's his. That's where his actually was. What uh, what's the Blues Views that account? Yeah. Oh, he's a Bennington hater. Yeah, but and and a lot of a lot of says a lot of goes for hot takes and and yes, yeah, and and falls flat a lot of times. Just bad bad comments. But anyway, so his take is is that well, while the goal may not have been Bennington's fault. Um, if you're if you're a goalie in the NHL, you got to come up with big saves. And I said, yes, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. I, I, you you need to make big saves. Yeah, but he did make big saves in this game. Yeah, he made big saves. This one happened to go in. So the problem with his, the whole wow, you got to make big saves. Yeah. So the problem with his the, the and people who think like him and blame goaltending for everything, they want the goalie to make the big save which I, everyone does, but you know, he's made big saves in this game. He did that. And you can't make every single big save. Right. You know what I mean? So he, uh, some of these are going to go in these high dangerous scoring chances that are placed. Well, where you're not, some are going in, mm-hmm. you know, most, maybe not most, but some. So it's like, it's like, yeah, I, I get it, but he's doing that too. Yeah. You're not, you're ignoring the good saves he makes and just focusing on the ones that are How in the net. How about the fucking crazy turnover by Barbashev in the third period? Oh, my God. A one-time beautiful pass to a flame player. And Wide open like, in the slot? Like, 
Uh-huh. I'm sorry, most goalies are not prepared for that, and he made a huge save and kept that game tied. But we're not going to talk about that one. No. We're going to talk about the goal he gave up. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think people honestly, they'll say, okay, there were th- three or four goals on this game. Let's look at them. Okay, well, that was a good shot. Okay, not really his fault. Okay, but they're like, well, he's got it. But but we can't just keep saying it's not his fault. He's got to make some of these saves. He is making some of these saves. They're not going in. Yeah. The ones, you know what I mean? It's, that's, it's, that's a weird You have rate. a league worst defense that's going to happen. Right. Right. And and that's, that's I, I don't know, call it the conundrum of Jordan Bennington this year. Right. He, he is playing on an abysmal defensive team. Like they, they're just, they're absolutely terrible. But he he is consistently a difference maker. It's just it's so easy, so easy to be a as an semi analytical person to always blame the goalie, right? To always blame the last line of defense. Sure, you, the last line of defense has to come through and stop stop the badness at some point he is it's just this this you know the other lines of defense on this team are so fucking bad he has to do it much more often and so the goals that are happening are higher than other years for this team like the blues coming into this year and probably not rightfully so probably we should have thrown it out the window last year that you know the this idea of the blues as a good defensive team they are not that anymore right you cannot like everybody wants to say you know a craig berube coach team is good defensively not in the last two fucking years no, no. they are terrible no. no some of the worst d i've seen i and I'm, i mean that i i mean clearly we had the hitchcock era which was pretty good d but before that, you know, clearly the the 06, the 07, the 08 teams, those were bad. I put this defense right there. Yep. I mean, they are that right. bad. They're right. hard to watch. Which is which is rough because it's a highly paid overall defense. Oh right. yeah. Right. I I you know, I <laughs> I've was trying to find a place to work it in the last couple of weeks, but is air you know, is Colton Pareko the air brewer of Oof. this generation? Yeah, right. No, isn't that what it that feels bad. like? He's not. I bad. I think it's similar in the sense that Colton Pareko is being trotted out as a number one, and he is clearly if, not a number one. If Pareko and were that the was, captain, right? That right. that that puts an extra level of uh, reliability on you. But he's such a good locker room guy. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he were the captain, yes, that's what it feels like, though. Right. He's he's the guy that doesn't take it seriously enough. Right. And, yep. and that that's to me that that whole idea of Eric Brewer is a great locker room guy because he kept it like. Doesn't that mean he didn't take it seriously enough? A little bit. That's the way I read that, too. Yeah, I, I, and that's I, how I, feel I, mean, I think in terms of play, clearly Colton Preco is a much better player than Eric Brewer was, but the fact that he's been thrust into this position and he's not a number one. Well, and I'll say as much as I hated a hurt brewer, he, I actually felt bad for him for a while. Cause I'm like, this guy clearly does not belong playing number one. And that's just what they're going to keep trotting him out there as, because he's the guy that tri- was traded for pronger. Right. I was going to say that he stepped in for pronger. 
So right. that was that was there's instant animosity of the fans. There's no fault of his own that right. he was here replacing Pronger, but fan, this is a default feeling for a lot of fans. Like, well, he's got to replace Pronger. He's got to be as good. And it was it was not going to be as good. a fraction. He, he was supposed <laughs> to be Bronger. better than he was. Yeah, you know, because he had a re, he has a red hitter resume. Team Canada, you know, gold medal winner. He was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He was Canada. on that team. So right. he, I I watched some of those World Cup games he was in on the the Pronger and McKinnis Team Canada team, not yeah, World yeah. Cup Olympics. Yeah. Right. And he was yeah. fucking great. Right. But again, it's probably because his ice time was limited. And and he was paired with McKinnis or and, um, Rob Blake. Uh, yeah, I think he was paired with Rob Blake. Well, and the thing with Preco is that he uh, was supposed to step in as the number one when Petrangelo left. Right. So he's got that. And and so this is like a, it's like a the the, the defense is kind of uh, behind the eight ball to start with anyway because Preco is supposed to be the number one in, in waiting when Petrangelo leaves and falls short. Um, Krug was acquired to essentially replace. Petrangelo in the lineup or to, to, you know, for a body. And so he's instantly also hated by a lot of fans because, oh, we got him and then Petrangelo can't be signed, which is just wrong. But right. anyway, so Preco and Krug already to start the year after uh, Petrangelo left already behind the eight ball with a lot of fans. Yep. So, and, and to make it matters worse, Preco doesn't play as well as he should, doesn't, is well, it the number one guy? I think right. doesn't help either is the fact that we keep hearing, and we still do, even though after they got Nick Letty, well, we got to find a guy that can play with our number one. Right. How often do you hear that with a number one? Defense? Oh, we got to yeah. find a guy that can play with Victor Hedman. No, right. that's no, not no. really how it works. Right. We didn't have to find a guy, right? It it helped that that Petro and Jabo were had just natural chemistry but we didn't have to find that right petro petro whoever he played with he was fine and yeah it it, it just yeah while we're ripping defensemen let's let's revisit and not forget that petrangelo before 2019 the, up till the first half of 2019 was over he was not living up to expectations right. either no he was. he was supposed to be a norris caliber guy and he was falling right. well short of that Right. It, it was well, like, sort of. right. When, when he got knocked out of that first series against LA, right. He, LA. he was, LA. LA. <laughs> you caught that. <laughs> so he got knocked out of that, that series against Los Angeles, not going there again. Um, and it was like his career kind of got derailed and then he found it in the 2019 playoffs. Second, yeah, he he. The second half of that second year, half, right? yeah, after the arrival of uh, of uh, Bennington. Bennington, yeah, yeah, which is which is interesting because um, Pareko, uh, uh Petrangelo would make the odd mistake in a game, not holding the puck in, uh, just making stupid icing mistakes coverage wise, icing it, uh, bad passes in own zone. He would do all that. He would do what Pareko was doing. Mm, fewer puck over the glass. Probably. Fewer puck over the glass. Okay, I get that. Yeah. And Petrangelo's probably a little better overall. I get it. But generally speaking, Petrangelo is showing some of those same traits. But Petrangelo, though, I feel like even when he was playing bad, he still defensively wasn't completely useless. No, no. like well, he would Pareko's still not tie useless up sticks, either. But he, he, he defensively, he's pretty rough. He's rough. I, yeah, he's. Okay. So, Petrangelo, like, will at least like still okay. Maybe I'm, I can't. Maybe I'm not gonna 
stride to the puck into the corner as fast as I could, but he's going to tie up sticks. He's going to take the body on the, on the, uh, uh, on Kadri's pass to who was back door? Uh, Lucic. Lucic. Yeah. Um, gap closure for Preko was non-existent. Oh, Kadri. Yeah. He, 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 he was, he skated with him. He skated over to him and then with him. He yep. didn't. He didn't close the final five feet. Yep. Right. He reached out with a stick instead. Yep, right. and that's what he does. Right. And, and that. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That's and, exactly it. Yeah. Right. He he's a stick checker. Yep. And he, with his size, he needs to be more physical. And when he is more physical, it is noticeable, and it is makes a massive difference. Right. It's so and funny when he was physical. He just like, leans his body into a guy. Right. Like yeah. doesn't have to check him. Just right. lean into him. It's like, hey, that's what you need to do. Bud, who did he throw that big check on in the McKinnon. corner? McKinnon, yeah. yeah. And uh, Jim Thomas in the post game presser asked him about it. He said, Oh, the fans are kind of you know, like uh, uh, like <laughs> celebrating your hit in the corner. And he was like, Oh, really? I didn't, uh, you know, it's just a hit. I didn't and need like, to do it. Sorry, I'm like, because you never I was gonna do say that. that was your first hit in the Blues jersey. <laughs> <laughs> like, fans are going crazy. Yes, they want more of that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it to me. I, I, I just I just feel that that Pareko after after Petro left, Pareko's hockey IQ got exposed. Like we we I thought was just we about thought that last it game. was, we thought it was not off yeah. the charts as you know his first two years and he couldn't get hurt, right? Oh my think, god. That, think that, back that, to the, the Islanders game his, 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 his oh ankle and he got twisted around right. underneath him. I remember that. He's I right like, back he's out there next shift. Yeah, yeah. Right. We, career's over. We're like, Shit. this guy, this guy's not breakable. He's got a great hockey IQ, and it was just that he had the right defensive coverage because he was the guy that was out there with the better defensive forwards. Yep, and and probably because the, and that allowed him to take more chances in the offensive zone too. Right. Because he would, how many times? And we talked about this. How many times do we see him take it go end to end? Oh, you yeah. know, right. and and he and he had the skill and the speed to do so. The right. overtime goal it, against it, Colorado but, in nineteen, right? Oh, he does ridiculous. have the skill and the speed to do so now. He just doesn't situationally know when to do yep. it. Yeah, right. Agreed. And that's the hockey IQ and, part of it. And so he doesn't. Right. He you rarely see him do it. Right. He used to do it every game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, back in it with because well, he had the defensive defenseman that would allow him to. Yeah. And now he's with Letty, who Letty's. Okay, fine. He's not been what I expected this season, right. but he's not defensive. He's not defensive enough. He's still going to step in and try to make the play too, which is fine if you can get back and cover. But neither him or Breko know how to do that. Uh, so back to the game. <laughs> oh yeah, there's game talk. Um, Alexandrov scores his second, uh, the second goal of his career, two twenty in the third period. To make it three to two, about twelve seconds before the goal was scored. So that's a goal early in the period. Early in the period, <laughs> uh, Darren Pagan pointed out, "Oh, those are killers for the team that scored against killer." Uh, about twelve seconds before the goal was scored, uh, when the Blues had the puck in their own zone, uh, Blues play-by-play man John Kelly said to Darren Pang, "Darren, a two-goal lead. You just never know." <laughs> <laughs> and the Blues came into the offensive, offensive zone. And why would you? <laughs> and why wouldn't he? Uh, gave him the nine of hearts. Uh, Blues came in the offensive Holy zone. Jumping. Holy jumping! That sounds right I love. You. Did you see that part of the game when uh, they tried to get tickets for less? The the promo to come on, uh-uh. and uh, it, for some reason they couldn't get the I guess the graphic or the commercial to play, and so it's just silence. And you can tell that Kelly and Pang were like, 
oh shit, why isn't the commercial playing? <laughs> and you just hear uh, uh, Pang go, well, that was uh, supposed to be a word from our friends at uh, Ticket for Less. And uh, what they would say is, holy jumping. <laughs> and I'm like, Pang, you couldn't have done anything better to try and cover that. But you know what? You remember the ad. I do. Yeah, I so, do. There you go. <laughs> it was effective. Yeah, it was. Would you have remembered otherwise? No, absolutely not. So, uh, uh, so the Blues came in the offensive zone, two on three, uh, kind of. Uh, Santini carried the uh, puck to the right circle on the boards, fired a shot on net, and that was Androv crashed the net and got the got there before the defender and slammed the home the rebound. Uh, classic play. Um, you know what this is reminiscent of to me. Alex Petrangelo, Ryan O'Reilly, game four of the Boston series in 2019. Pass off pad. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Petrangelo comes in, throws the puck at the net. It was high. It wasn't a pass off pad. Uh It was high. Rass knocks it out, and O'Reilly bats it. Yes. 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 Right. All right. Uh, Early in the game. Was it early in the game? No, no. That was wraparound. Uh, Uh, What was that? That that was the go-ahead goal. Okay. In, in the second period. Okay. All right. Oh my God. These are fantastic. The black and white cookies? <laughs> you like one? I would. I would love a black and white cookie. <laughs> oh my I God. I wish I had the uh, Seinfeld quote for the black and white cookie to explain yeah. the cookie. No, you should have had it like taped on the. Yeah, I should have had it ready oh, to go. Amazing. <laughs> Kurt, would you like one? Uh, I mean, I can't not have one. You're talking them up like you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had, uh, so at work today, uh, we. We we used to be like food truck central at work. Oh, and yeah. now they only show up every once in a while, and they usually get chased off by the one restaurant that opened. Oh, that sucks! It's awful, but it's it was New York food truck, and they they do sell these. Oh, nice! And yeah, huh. they're they're very good. Uh, I I will. It's I'll, like cake. I know it's, it's like eating a piece of cake. It's fantastic. That's really good. Mm. That's yeah. great. Very good. Mm-hmm. Good work, Kurt. Well, thank Durbergs. I will. <laughs> Next time I'm there. I walked by and I saw the black and white cookie. I'm like, hey. Gotta get that for You're Jeff. all doing a wonderful job. It's a Seinfeld reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine was a Seinfeld guy. Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. That was delicious. That was really good. Now, is this, uh, this goal, uh, yeah, this was fantastic. I loved it. Perfectly played by Santini. You gotta wonder if these two have... I don't want to say a lot of chemistry defenseman to a forward, but maybe this is something they practice in uh, Springfield. And well, I think everyone probably practices it. And it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a thing you do, you know, it's right side, pass off pad, hopefully far pad. Right. And uh, you crash the net on the left side and yep. hope for a rebound. And very exactly well, exactly what happened after the school was scored. I paused it. I rewound it. I, I told my daughter Zoe, I was like, okay, look at this. We'll, we'll break this down. And I'll explain mm-hmm. this goal to you because if you don't know any better, you're just thinking it's a shot on goal, rebound, score, right? Right. So, no. He's not trying to score here. He's shooting to get a rebound because he knows he's got players crashing the net. And hopefully they can get a rebound and score. And I said, this play works to perfection. This is exactly how you draw it up. Pass, off pad, crash the net. Um, Alexander, I've got a step on the on the D, and he scored. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Very and well executed. My daughter goes, well, that makes sense. That was a smart play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No. So he's a smart girl. Right. That 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 was like, you know, Steven Santini, you've kind of been waiting for that moment for him to like break through. And I felt, you know, like this this could be it, right? That that showed the right instinct, mm-hmm. the the right mentality. 
any anytime somebody's got the hockey IQ to try a pass off pad play mm-hmm. and execute it well, there's something there, right? Yeah. That the guy's got talent. Mm-hmm. So having him up right now is, you know, that wound up being a great depth move. Oh yeah. Twenty eight seconds later, which was fantastic. I was still celebrating the first goal. Yep. Uh Kyrie scores, tied the game three three. Mm. Uh Calgary turns the puck over at center and Blues take over in their own zone. Rosen hits Bushnevich at center with a great pass. Bushnevich enters the zone, curls and kind of awkwardly leaves it for uh for uh Kairou as he kind of kind of turns uh like does a one eighty. And then Kairou grabs the puck. Hey, po- you it's funny, you watch that play and you wonder, like, did he do that on purpose? But he clearly did. It was on purpose, but it, just, but it was like it's awkward. So weird the way he did it. It was like okay, it was like almost like telegraphing it. Here, I'm leaving it for you. Yeah, right. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> As he kind of curls and 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 gets his body between the defenseman and the puck, and then Kyrie grabs the puck, does a little toe drag, um, and rips it uh, from outside the top of the circles, and uh, smokes Markstrom, who seemed to be screened on this a little bit, or maybe it grazed off a stick or a leg. They never really said. I mean, they mentioned that it might have, but they never really broke it down like a close-in video of it did. And I, I'm looking at the replay. I'm like, that may have been deflected. That may I think have it was. It may have, I mean, it makes sense because otherwise Markstrom should have had this. Mm-hmm. No. I, I, I think what it comes down to is Markstrom is just – he is having an off year. Yeah. Right? He Last year it was Vesna, uh, you know, in the, the Vesna conversation the last two years, really. And – I I just think you know it was it was a screenplay and I I don't think there was a deflection. Okay, well, I just, just I, I think in. he missed it. Okay, hmm. okay. Right. Still, I mean, uh, and because I first period, Kairou had a couple chances in front where it was like he just was flat footed, his hands were made of stone, turned into Jamal Mayers for a minute, and just could not get shots off when he should have. And I I said at the end of this period, uh, at the end of the first period, that that was a terrible period by Jordan Cairo. We need to see him step up right now with the injuries. This is a big game in terms of playoff implications. I know it's only January, but still you're chasing this team in the standings. Where where are the Blues on the standings? You're looking at playoff implications in games now. Yes, you have to be. And, And so I'm thinking, man, they've he has got to turn the dial up a little bit. And I said, then I expect to see a much better second period from him, which we did, but then we see this goal and it was okay. This is where Jordan Kyrie needs to be. And he made a great play on that goal. And, and we'll talk about some other stuff he did coming up in yeah. this game, but he looked very good in this third period. Yeah, so, and on this play kind of makes up for his, his uh, lapse in coverage uh, earlier Yeah, in the game. Uh, Thomas had a goal, uh, not a few minutes later after this looked like Thomas had one anyway, uh, on a great backdoor pass from Bushnevich. Uh, the goal was challenged and ruled to be offside due to Cairo losing the handle on the puck for a moment, right as he crossed the blue line, putting himself offside. And it was the correct call on this. Uh, I'm hoping you know, as soon as I heard they were challenging, you know, at this point in the game, a tie game, they're not challenging unless they're sure. Because yeah. they're getting a the power, they're getting a penalty if they don't. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they said they were challenging, I'm like, uh oh. Yep. Yeah. Uh oh. I, I I told you guys before, uh, before we you went on. I, I told my dogs that's coming back. Mm-hmm. That was offside. 
Yeah. It just it it felt wrong going in, but you know what? You know, it's it's that linesman mentality right now. Uh, you know that they're gonna let the play go on because they have video. You know, right, and they should. Right, that was close. It was a very close bang bang as you're crossing the blue line. You know, you put yourself outside, but I think I think it was the right call not to call it and and let them challenge it if they wanted to, um, as opposed to blowing it dead. In case he was wrong, it was the uh, the overtime goal that was called back against the Blues earlier this season. Uh, was that McDavid? Yeah, uh, yeah. That and people, I remember Oilers fans being pissed. But it's like the minute I saw the replay, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's coming back." He had no possession of the puck, and and I kind of kind of was with you, Bill, a little bit when the play first materialized. I'm like. Kairou seemed to kind of let go of that puck, but I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I just, you know, it's again, hockey's a very quick sport. I thought, well, maybe I didn't see it right. But then when I kind of saw the the bench, uh, the flames bench, you could see from the TV, they were yeah. looking down at the monitors and, and the iPads. And I'm like, oh boy, I think that's going to come back. You know, what's funny is it stick handling up the ice. If you're going through out of your own zone, through the neutral zone, if you're stick handling and you lose like possession as much as he did and regain it real quick, you're not going to think it's a loss of possession coming up the ice. But when you come into the zone, it has to be clean. Yes. Right. Uh, Especially if you're coming was, backwards. Right. Yeah. And right. that was you, anything but. Right. No. And he, was... he, he, he went over the puck and had to go back and get it that instantly. And he's in the zone then. And he's offside. I actually think, like you guys said, I think now the lines are going to let it go because they can actually review it. I actually think that's a play five, six, seven years ago that our linesman sees that on the play and says, I'm going to blow that one dead. I think a lot offside. I think a lot of times linesmen see that. And even if it's not offside, if you don't come into the zone clean and you think it might be, they call it, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think if you, unless you enter clean and it's close, they used to blow it offside every time. I don't think they do it anymore. No, no. Yeah. They definitely used to. Um, so 28 seconds into overtime, Thomas scores again. On uh, Calgary's first possession overtime, Falk forced a turnover in the blue zone around the net, and the Blues pick up a loose puck. Uh, and Kairou and Thomas come in two on one. Kairou carries the puck all the way up, turns like he's going to shoot a little bit, and then just slides a pass over to Thomas. And that puck just goes under the defenseman's stick There's who was no sliding down. In. Oh, it was yeah. close. Yeah. And fortunately, it got through. And Thomas corralled it, zipped a wrist shot over the sliding Markstrom. Uh, to give the Blues a nice four to three come from win, and I'll look at the replay of this. There's, I mean, what, what the percentage of the time that this puck is tipped away by the D man, mm-hmm. probably over half, right? Right. Yeah. So I'm thinking on replay, I'm like, that probably wasn't the best play, but it worked out. It yeah. got through, right? So next time, fire it, right? Well, and, get, and just imagine it's a two on one, right? So right. that means there's. Two Flames players still behind the play with one Blues player back. I don't know who the defense would right. was. So if Hannafin makes that play, he's probably shooting it right back up, and it's a two-on-one the other way. Right. If he can. Yeah. yeah. If he gets it. Yeah. And, I mean, even if he just saucers it to the board, there's probably a Flames player there. Well, he's down. He's laying down. Right. Right. He's yeah. But, I mean, still. You, you never know. You if never he know. If that, there's a chance. Maybe. Right. And Maybe. it's like, you know, so, yeah, that play doesn't work out. Could easily have been a Blues Four three loss. Yeah, I, and I'm not trying to be too critical of the play. It was a nice result, and I, it's you know, but well, yeah. let's, and let's not putting these two on a pedestal like we would back in the early '90s. 
But let's say that's Hall and Oates coming in on a two-on-one, right? Hall's got the puck. Oates is on the wing. Hall's shooting that puck 99 Mm. times out of 100. So I'm sure Hannafin's thinking the same thing. Well, Kyrou's probably going to shoot it, so I got to hope Markstrom's going to make the save here. Right, and like like you said, he angled himself as if he was going to shoot before he made the pass. Right. Right. And I don't, did you did you see the two interviews with with Kairu they and practiced, Thomas? How they talk about how they well, practice the play? Well, Kairu said we have our set plays, yeah. yep. and we knew exactly what we were going to do. Yep. And Thomas said we looked at each other as we were going up the ice, yeah. and I knew what he was going to okay. do. Okay, yeah. okay, All yeah. Right. That's I think that's awesome. I, yeah, no, that's I mean, great. Man, I I go up with a teammate on a two on one, and I look at him, and I have no fucking clue what's going to happen. <laughs> So that's amazing that they have right. that kind of chemistry. Right. <laughs> uh, Calgary outshot the Blues 31-27. Uh, Blues are one for two in the power play. Calgary was over two. Cairo actually, as and as much we've talked about Cairo, you know, some critical, some good. He did have three points in this game. Right. <laughs> one goal, two assists. Leading point. Yep. Score Reminds me team. of uh, Mystery Alaska with uh, Burnsy. So you think because you had uh, two goals, you had a good game. <laughs> Alexandrov had the other goal. Uh, Bennington stopped 28 of 31. I thought he was very good in this game. Uh, made a few very good saves and stopped all the other ones he was supposed to. Um, yeah, he played great. Again, I mentioned the the Barbashev turnover in the mm-hmm. third period. That easily could have been the, the death nail for the Blues in this game. Again, y- you had to at least get a point out of Calgary. Uh, hopefully, they do the same tomorrow night against oh, the Flames. But right. tomorrow night, I mean, to take four out of four against them and, and give them none. Well, they'll, well, when you're chasing them, one. they'll take one. Right. They lost. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. But so still, to take four out of four and give them one. Take four out of yeah, four yeah. and they only get one out of four. Right. That's huge. Right. So we're, uh, t- we're two. What's oh, the standings? We are two points behind them. Yes. Yeah, I thought Bennington was fun, just great in this game. I'm, and again, I, I know social media is full of, Sorry, complete jackass morons who don't understand the game, who just want to spout their mouths. We are two points behind Calgary. But, man, he was, again, you said it. He stopped every single chance that he showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again. The, and a few, the, and a few the, he, you know, a few, a few nice saves. Up. Yeah. He had some great saves in this game. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the goals they scored were quality goals. I mean, from Calgary. You know, they, were, they weren't like softies. They weren't dribblers. They weren't the. Uh, you know, bleeders, leakers. We'll mm-hmm. call them leakers, I guess. Um, so, yeah, nothing that he would squeeze through. Maybe should have had. I, I had zero problems with Bennington. It's so funny how how people can see him play a game and see it so different. Yeah, I it just I I would love. You know, it's one thing to talk with somebody online because you you just can't get across to people online. But if you no. if you're sitting in a bar at somebody and the game's on TV and you're discussing the game, you know, friendly conversation. And he goes off on Bennington, and you say, "I don't know, man. I, I mean, let's look at this on the replay." He's like, "He can't. He can't. He's not supposed to. Have, how are you supposed to get that? You know, are you are expecting him? He's saying he should have made that save. It's a, you know, complete breakdown in front of him, and they put a top shelf. And he can he make the save? Is that possible? Yeah, it's always possible, but let's be realistic about yeah. what he should and shouldn't be able to save most of the time. No, I mean I've said on this show before. There's late in games." where he'll give up a goal that is one that's on the defense. And it's like, okay, that's a good goal for the other team. But it's like, man, you need your goalie to step up in this moment. Sometimes and he didn't do it. Yeah. 
And I'll say, like, it's hard to still put the blame on him for something like that, but it does happen. But, man, with these three goals in this game, those are great A chances. I mean, those are tough for any goal in the league. I don't care who you are. Vasilevsky has trouble making those saves. Now, granted, Tampa actually knows how to play defense, but... <laughs> because they have a guy named Victor Hedman. Yeah. And, and uh, Sergachev. Sergachev and... and uh, uh, <laughs> well, they used to have, These have Ryan McDonough. I can't think of anyone yeah. else right now. Yeah. Uh, Luke Shen's gone. Shit. Um, it's um, uh, Cerner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. No, they so they've got a good team defense. Plus, they have part of the team defense is you're back checking forwards. Right. Blues are struggling a little bit there right now, too, uh, outside of a couple guys. But yeah, I. I Ian Cole. Yeah, Ian Cole. I is forgot on Ian that Cole team. was there. Yeah, <laughs> and his suspension is over. Yes. And, but he, uh, uh, don't forget. Else. Uh, don't forget Carl Dykehouse. <laughs> I remember. You know that that. that uh, yeah, isn't he like a Stanislav production company? Meshkash. Production company for a jackass. I, <laughs> who's who's seen the jackass movies? I, well, I, I saw have the not. First like two Dickhouse Productions, right? Oh, yeah. that's right. Now I remember when uh, I was talking to my dad. I mean, this was when I was, I don't know, I was like fourteen, and I made a comment like, "Oh yeah, it was a really good play, play by Dykehouse." And he just started <laughs> cracking up, and I'm like, "What's so funny?" And he's like, "If you don't get it, I can't tell you." She's a lesbian. And it was like three years later before I finally like I said his name out loud again, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> there it is." This is this is the. Uh... How many shows this season, uh, like recently, have we referenced that scene from Slapshot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a few, actually, recently. We said it last hey, week. Man. <laughs> Suzanne sucks pussy. <laughs> He's a lesbian. So, so apparently. I know, I, I know. <laughs> apparently, there was kind of a Slapshot reunion at Staples Center's last week. Really, and uh, Denny Lemieux and Hanrahan were both there. Really, Whoa. I would have expected Hanrahan to be dead by this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he looked fifty in the movie. Yeah, he, he did. did. <laughs> he did. But uh, but no, he, he well, both of them were there. By the, well, I've talked about this with somebody that back in the day, sixties, seventies, whatever, uh, people who were forty looked sixty. Oh right. yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Right, Archie it, Bunker in All in the Family. Did you he guys... was like 45. Did, and right. I know this is Diddy a cartoon. 60. <laughs> I know this is a cartoon, but did you guys watch Rugrats when you were younger? Oh, yeah. a little. Uh, okay, was... I never did either. A little was... past my time. I remember, I, I remember the parents in that show. And apparently the parents were supposed to be like, I think they said 29 and 31. And they both looked like they were in their 50s. Wasn't he bald? Or he, had like, he had like real scruffy, like a real scruffy okay. beard. And his hair mm. was always messed up. She was like a blonde lady, but like, yeah, they both look like they were in their early fifties. It's so funny. People you see like in sitcoms in the sixties and seventies, you see them like in the early two thousands, they look like a little older, but look the same. Right. It's like, it's been 40 years. How old were you back then? Uh, so that 70s show, have yeah. you guys seen the previews for the new, that 90s show uh-uh. where uh, Kitty and Red Foreman come back and they're the main characters. They look the exact same. Really? It's been 20 years since that Wait. show went off air. Yeah. They look the mm. exact same. They have not aged. That's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. It, it's insane that, <laughs> you know, not to, not to give away our ages, but you know, I'm, 
I am so close to 50 now, and I don't feel like it. I don't feel like I look like it, but, man. I would guess you a day over 49. And I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm almost 40, and I don't. I don't feel that way at all. My my no. buddy, uh, Archie Bunker was forty seven when the show debuted. Oh, that's so nuts. And I'm forty eight. That's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. And if right. you put Archie Bunker, I mean, to me, you I don't, are just so I don't sexy. Think I'm saying, <laughs> I, I I I do not look Archie Bunker old. No, no. I don't think. No, I mean, I'm twenty years off of that. Dude, I, I see pictures of my dad when he was forty two, and I'm like. My brother is your age. He's 47. And I'm like, my dad looks like he's like 20 years older than him. It what, makes no sense. What was the stress that they had that we don't? A lot of smoking. Right. A lot of, a lot smoke. of smoking. That's, that's yeah. everywhere they went. Every bar, right. every restaurant, smoke everywhere. Plus, yeah. they knew that their kids were going to be damn delinquents. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have uh, uh, you know, 14 TVs in the house rotting their brains. They only had like one, maybe two. That's true. Right. No, no computers. You know, everybody's outside doing stuff. Right. Maybe, that's, maybe that's the problem. Too much sun. Yeah. Age of the skin. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Stay inside. And COVID really helped us lots out. Of, lots of video right. games. Helps, <laughs> helps preserve the skin. Right. A lot of blue that, light. That and you did make steak for dinner every night. True. True. Yeah. That's, yeah a lot of, a lot of fat true. in the diet. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, my buddy said to me last week, he goes, man, I can't believe you're going to be the big Pavel Dimitra this year. And I'm like, what? 38. He's like, 38. I was like. Oh, God. I am going to be 38. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm old. So Robert Thomas scores the overtime goal, um, and uh, it meant more than an overtime goal win for the Blues. Uh, Tim McKernan, who, uh, who's a uh, sports uh, talk guy on uh, Former Radio. colleague of this former media member. There you go. Former media member colleague of I Jeff Hunter. to uh, go on his show. Very nice. Not to go off on any kind of tangent here, but one of the nicest guys in media oh, you'll wait, ever are meet. Are you telling me you used to be in the media? <laughs> I know. I'm shocked, too. I've had conversations with him online, back and forth. He responds to everything. Yeah. and some, He's such a nice, nice some, dude. Some private. Uh, and back in the day, back when discussion forums, remember, remember those? Remember discussion forums? Where yeah. Where like all the rage? You mean at like letsgoblues.com? Letsgoblues.com had a very popular discussion forum. And, uh, and I, 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 and McKernan had just started inside, inside STL dot, no, in, dot com. I think it was. Oh, Kurt, right. look at the screen right now. He had a, he had a site and we talked a little bit. Look at the screen. Yeah. Oh, I just, hold on. I'm sharing. Something. I got it. I got it pretty small. That's what she said. I think it was mid thirties. Hey, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Yeah. Ken <laughs> says I would never have guessed Kurt was in his forties. Although Kurt was in his mid thirties and I would have guessed Bill in his late sixties. Wow, Ken. I'm kidding. I added that last part. <laughs> but I but I had some conversation with uh with uh, uh McKernan, you know, privately about discussion forums and moderation and stuff like that. And he was he was running a forum on his site. So um no, and super nice guy. You yeah. know, this real real uh, real personable. Down to earth. Yeah, right. Um and uh he shared a story on Twitter. Um and I'll I'll read what he shared. <clears throat> Here's a story about the Blues. Robert Thomas and a friend of mine and a friend of many who passed away last week. Leon Williams died suddenly at the age of 44 on January 2nd, leaving behind uh, wife Katie, son Landon, daughter Keeley, and hundreds of friends. Landon is a hockey player. Last night, courtesy of the St. Louis Blues, he went to the game and got to meet Ryan O'Reilly and Robert Thomas. Before the game, Thomas tells him, I'm going to try to score one for you tonight. Fast forward. A real Paul O'Neill move. Yeah. 
Exactly. The <laughs> Seinfeld reference. I'm not a home run hitter. How did you get in here? That's funny. <laughs> uh, so fast forward over time, uh, and actually in third period, Robert Thomas scored was taken away. Mm-hmm. That had to be kind of a gut right. punch, right? Yeah. For other reasons, unbeknownst to a lot of Blues fans at the time. But uh, after, uh, so uh, in overtime, Robert Thomas delivers the game winner from Cairo. After the game, Thomas finds Landon and says, I told you I would get you one. And in the midst of uh, 10 of the toughest days, the Blues and Thomas give a 12-year-old boy who, lo- who just lost his dad a memory for a lifetime. How cool is that? <sighs> yeah. Fucking awesome. God, man. I mean, having kids, man, I mean, it hits different, you know, with, with this kind of stuff. It, but um, uh, I think anybody can appreciate what this would mean to somebody. Robert, I, Robert I actually, Thomas is all right. I never told this story on the air, and this is – because he met Ryan O'Reilly too, so I, I wanted to tell this. I, yeah. Um, so I took my son to his first game last year, and we made a big deal about it. Um, so we were down over at the where the Blues were were getting off the ice, and I'm I'm yelling, you know, and I'm holding my son up, and I'm yelling. O'Reilly's the last one. It's O'Reilly and um, might have been Scandella were the last two off the ice, and I'm yelling. It's his first game. It's his first game. Give us a puck. And I never do that kind of thing. But I'm like, it, dude, this would be so awesome. We'd get a puck for his first game. And so Riley flips a puck up, totally not near us. And he, he goes to head off. And luckily, some other dude in the crowd, which if you're listening, thank you, goes, Ryan O'Reilly, this kid over here, it's his first game. And O'Reilly pops his head up, and he sees me, and I'm holding him up. And I'm like, it's his first game. And he's like, oh, and he like goes like this, and I see him bend down, and he picks up another puck, and then he tosses it right over to That's us. Cool. And I'm like, that is the fuck, like that is such a tiny nothing gesture yep. that means so much to me and my son. I'm gonna be able to look back at that with him in 30 years and say, I remember when Ryan O'Reilly gave you this puck, Captain of the Blues, Con Smythe winner. I. And I've told this story on the show uh, when I was at the uh, Blues. Uh, it was a preseason uh, training camp practice and uh, at uh, Enterprise or Scott Trade at the time, I guess. And uh, so we're we're down there right against the glass. You know, there's not a spattering of people there um, right against the glass. And um, Kirk Muller, assistant Blues of the co- assistant coach of the Blues at the time. Um, I, we didn't ask him for anything. You know, we're sitting there and he skates right over to us and goes, uh, would he like a puck? And I said, I said, sure. He'd love a puck. And he, my son's sitting there just, you know, he's, he's got to be like six years old. And uh, so he gets a puck and he flips it over and he gets a puck and he just waves, waves us and, and skates back and, and uh, continues to practice. And I'm like, didn't ask him for anything. And he comes over and does that. And I'm like, that is fucking cool. Yep. And I'm like, that's something that, uh, you know, I'll be telling people, you know, it's, it's a small gesture it's not during a game or anything, or it's not a game puck, but it was just cool, you know, to to take a, just a moment. It takes a few seconds, no effort really, to come over and do that. And I, we've talked about this that if if we were NHL players, I would so be the guy that just did this as much as I could, just gave pucks to kids, you know, give them high fives, make eye contact with them when they're on the ga- on the glass before in pregame skate, you know, just or, or just skate by and kind of wave to them. Ah, just that little gesture, you know, just. Oh, the stuff we're seeing now with, with like rock, paper, scissors for a puck and like yeah. that kind of stuff we're seeing now. Like we didn't, I mean, it was always like, give me a puck, you know, on the signs. And now it's that kind of thing. And I love seeing players participate in that kind yeah. of stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's so oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. 
it's just it's just neat and, and I, I think a lot of players recognize that how how just how that just sticks with kids and parents of kids who see that happen it just means a lot you know it's, yeah. it's a small it's it's kind of weird but it's a tiny little gesture you know a player gives a kid a puck but it's like we've all seen the it was a montreal fan little kid little kid who gets a puck flipped over and he didn't get one right and he, another one came over and he got it and he's just like hugging the puck yeah you know he's like one he's just like he's so happy and I'm like, yeah, the kid never gonna forget that ever. Yep. You know. Yeah, we got we got uh, Shay's first puck framed, uh, yeah. sitting in his room, and I mean, it's gonna be with him forever. I, yeah. you know, I never got one. I mean, I, I I got pucks obviously as a kid. I don't think I ever got one in my first game, but like I still remember getting a, a puck flipped to me when I was like 12, and okay. I was like, oh, this is going on my mantle when I'm an and when I'm an adult, and it's never leaving. <laughs> my daughter came back to the seats after Kirk Muller gave my son a puck and and she was like, Oh, he got a puck. <laughs> so and of course this is you know training camp and, and practice and so pucks go over the glass and hit the net and they come down. And uh it wasn't that long, maybe 15, 20 minutes, and a, a puck came over and hit the net and fell behind the glass on the and she ran over and got it. So she got one, so she was very happy, but you know, wasn't flipped to her by a player or a coach, right, you know. Right. So it was not quite the same, but she liked it just as much. Right. In, in, you know, when you're a kid and you go to a game, whether it's a, a hockey game or a baseball game, and you're in that area where the puck might come, like you're always ready. I think there, I think I, I never got a, a puck from, from a game, like never got a baseball, like that got hit out of play. At well, a game. Bill, I'll give you a baseball. My daughter got a, my daughter got a ball at a Grizzlies game. She actually you, caught a foul ball. Oh, yeah. it bounced, but she got it. My mom got hit in the head by a wild pitch at a Grizzlies game. Really? Yes. A wild, wow! A there. How did it, that happen? It, it from the we were, we were was sitting, it by Chuck Knobloch? <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting uh, sitting on um, the hey, third bada, base bada, bada, side, bada. and there was an errant pitch by a guy warming up. Hit my mom right in the head. Gave her a concussion. Oh, oh my it, god! It was the most bizarre thing only wow. time i ever went to a grizzlies game never went back wow well, obviously yeah. <laughs> i saw more bob dylan concerts at that stadium than baseball games okay man but so two yes <laughs> yes bob dylan at and least, Willie nelson at least right. wow that was, sounds awesome we went yeah. to carbondale and saw bob dylan and brian, brian Setzer. Setzer. Yeah, yeah that was a good one yeah that's yeah. that good tony garnier was the bass player for both i don't think i knew that okay yeah no, he's he's great. That was that's one of my favorite shows. I have a bootleg tape of that. Uh, that was a fun show. I remember. I, I remember you telling me. Yeah, yeah. That was I, a fun show. I still have it. Yeah, cool. yeah, it, it's awesome. Um, but but no, I I I so many games I went to as a kid, and every time I got within the first ten rows, I'm like, oh, we're we're we could get a puck, and never happened. Never happened. Um, closest I ever came to getting anything, um, I was at a Cardinals game and there was a foul ball, foul ball, any events like playing for the pirates, towering fly ball foul hit the seat behind me. And when you, you, you hear people describe a baseball, like you can hear, <laughs> you can hear the seams in the, the air, seams in yeah, the yeah, air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. And I moved the fuck away from It's like that. buzzing. Yes. Yeah. I was scared to death. <laughs> it, it bounced and literally went 30 rows the other way. It had so much spin on it. And that was the closest I got. When I was at Providence, 
somebody sh- the the worst setup for seats in of any arena I've ever been to. The the seats were above the boards, and we were at a game, and somebody went for a dump in, and slap shot dump in sailed above the glass and smacked chick sitting behind me right in the face <clears throat> and sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm still there, vamping there, there's uh, a extension right. cord in the bin oh. if you want to grab it it'll it might work better no it's probably too it's probably a brick's probably too big and that's pretty low yeah all right yeah. yeah, there's a station cord over there. Okay, and then there's one. There's a cord behind. Bill, it too. please continue. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. Uh, I I will continue trying to vamp here as Ponder tries <laughs> to find a power source. Um, we can go to commercial too. Yeah, we should. We We're should. way overdue. We are way overdue. <laughs> so, so yeah. So instead of me telling the story about the chick getting her face broken by the slap shot, <laughs> I think it was from Hal Gill. Oh, was, Hal Gill. Hal Gill. I we have, we have a, a story about Hal Gill. Yes, I have multiple stories about Hal Gill. <laughs> a personal story about Hal Gill. Yes. Oh, I know those stories. Yeah. We told you the story about Hal Gill uh, wanting to fight my brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the World so, Cup of Hockey. At the World Cup of Hockey after the game in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, Let's go to commercial. Let's go to commercial. Uh, we look at some interesting Blues statistics and uh, talk about Tarasenko being picked as the Blues representative of the All-Star Game. After this word from uh, Center Ice Brewery, this is Let's Go Blues Radio. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions... Run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right, Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Uh, since the end of their uh, eight-game losing streak early in November, the St. Louis Blues lead the NHL in goals scored. That's not news. We've talked about this before on the show uh, last week, I believe. But um, since then, still leading the NHL, 110 goals in the 31 games played. They have played uh, a few more games than most of the teams. Uh, but if you look at their goals for per games played average over that same span, they're still second in the Western Conference at 3.55 goals for per game, trailing only Seattle, which we talked about how good a year they're having, uh, three point, and they're at 3.73 goals for per game. So the Blues have scored, you know, more than Dallas, more than Edmonton, more than Minnesota. And a fun fact, Colorado is 28th in goals for per games played over that same span with a 2.64. I, I think it was Matt Harris who said at the beginning of the year that he was picking the avalanche to miss the playoffs this year. And we were all like, Oh no way, man. Was there's he still, there's still two years they've got. And then, yeah, they'll be in contract hell. Was he predicting injuries though, too? No, because <laughs> they've had a lot. Clearly of that's the, their biggest issue, <laughs> right. but still like seeing where they're at in the standings. Yeah. It, it is shocking. Yeah, They're looking up at us. Mm-hmm. So same amount of games played too. So there's no games in hand. They got on us. Yep. Um, I think, um, so the problem with the Blues team, though, is obviously their defense. Um, we've talked about it at nauseam. Uh, they have 
the third most goals allowed over that span, that same span. But again, uh, more games played than the most of the teams on that list, so that's a little skewed. So if we go look at goals against per game split average, they are 21st, uh, 3.45. So it's better, but still not good. But uh, with those numbers, you know, we're, we're scoring 3.55 per game. We're allowing 3.45 per game. What's the problem? We're scoring more goals than we're allowing. Isn't that the, the whole point of, the, of winning? You score more than the team and you win. Um, is, I... Can you imagine this team <laughs> with a non-Jordan Biddington? And, and like, that's what I want. I wish we, could, we had multiversal possibilities here. So we can be like, oh, yeah, this team, instead of playing Jordan Bennington, uh, they picked up, uh, I don't know. Uh, Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Yeah, Carter Hart's the St. Louis Blue behind this defense. This team isn't even sniffing the wild card. No. Like, I'm not saying Jordan Bennington is the greatest goalie in the league. He's not. He might not even be top 10, but he is very capable of playing with this team. And well, that's what I keep saying. Like, at this point, you just have to hope your goalie can make the saves that he can because this defense does not help him out at all. Oh, it's a, it's, we talked about it. It's a situation It's a where uh, I feel, and I think you guys that do as well, that he's he's good enough to be on a winning team and yes. to win with this team, or mm-hmm. a, a team. Um, he's good enough to go deep in the playoffs. Um, but, you know. He was good enough to beat the Colorado Avalanche, which is why he was injured in that series. Yep. Right. Yeah. He was giving them fits. So another multiversal thing. Jordan Bennington oh, doesn't get injured on that I would play. love what to go happens. back in time and play out that series. I'm not saying the Blues win because we're still getting outplayed. Right. Badly at times. Yeah. But I mean, if you can't score, you're not going to win. So yeah. they were having problems big yeah. time against they Bennington. Were. And it was, I would have loved to have seen that series play out. Could have gone longer. Could have gone seven. Maybe the Blues still lose. Who knows? But, uh, you know, would have, could have, should have. Um, over that same span since November 10th, the Blues power play percentage is 10th at 25.8%, and the PK is 22nd at 73.8%. So the old saying goes that uh, you want your special teams uh, PK and power play percentages to total 110%-ish. Uh, we're about 10% shy of that, but did some number crunching. Since uh, December 14th, so about the last month, which is 13 games, the power play is second in the NHL at 30.8%, and the PK is 14th at 82.1%. That total is 112.9%. So if you haven't noticed that the special teams have improved tremendously uh, and is continuing to improve. It, and let's say uh, there was a period with this team when they took a penalty, it oh, was an automatic goal. It was bad. Almost literally. There was times where they'd win the faceoff in the offensive zone for the other team. Within five seconds, the goal would be on the board. I mean, it was automatic. Right. And we, so seeing an improvement there is massive. Right. We talked about the Blues wanting to decline penalties and right. just yes. give the goal. Right. And, and this is just a, a little uh, attempt at uh, what's how they're trending. You know, the defense still has major issues, but special teams are improving. You know, you look, you look back since November 10th at the end of the 18-game losing streak. Uh, the numbers are what they are. They're, they're improving better than they were um, than they are overall uh, the season as a whole. But then over the past month, they're even better than that. So they're trending in a good direction, special teams-wise. So if you're if you're um, scoring a lot of goals and your power play is clicking and your PK is a lot better, 
and your goaltending is pretty solid. Um, you know, you've got one issue with this team and it's your, what your overall defense. Yes. This given too many high danger. Yeah, chances. And, and I'll clarify that when we say defense, we don't mean just the defenseman. No, I, it's forwards the coming back. Team yeah, yeah. Defense. Uh, right. yep. It's, it's the breakdown of Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas <laughs> on the Mangiapane goal. Yes. Own zone play. Right. Yeah. It really yeah, is. Own zone, you, play. Own yeah. zone play at forwards and defense coverage. Back checking, coverage, back checking, yeah. um, doing the simple things, you know, hockey one one kind of things. Just like seems like it's not there sometimes. Hockey mm-hmm. IQ seems to be lacking sometimes in the own zone. Yep. Um, so that's that's. I mean, right mm-hmm. now with the way the Blues are trending, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to criticize the power play or the PK much at all. Um, goal scoring is best in the league since November 10th. So I have zero complaints with the amount of goals we're scoring. Um, it's really just our defensive zone play and God, if they can clean that up just a little bit and get back to league average. Yeah. Just be an average defensive team. Um, that would make a huge difference. And they're, they're racking up points too. I mean, like they've, they've won four out of five. Um, they, they've gotten like what 12 was that and 12 out of the past 16 or 18 points, something like that. So they're getting points and they're racking up points and they move up the standing slowly. I think they're doing it in a way where they'll win a couple and they'll lose one, win three, lose one. And so they're kind of – and lose one in overtime and then lose another in overtime, then lose one, then win two or three more. So they're like they're not like rattling off like seven or eight in a row. So, But they're getting points in a way that's kind of like almost under the radar in a way where they're not really putting together long streaks. So, yeah. It's interesting. They're, they're not putting together long streaks. And the games where they're not winning, it's shitting the bed like Montreal. Montreal right. Yes. And so – and people will see that game and be like, See? That's what we're dealing with. I'm like, well, yeah, every once in a while. But, I mean, if you you could also say every team has a shit game every once in a while. Yeah, too. but, I'm but just saying. Are, are any of us taking this team seriously, right, as as a serious <sighs> not, playoff threat? Not not with the defense the way it's playing. You, no. You can't – I mean, you can make the playoffs with this team, but can you go deep in the playoffs with the defense the way it's playing? No. I don't see how. Um You'd, you'd, you'd have to play at, unreal offensively. At best, unreal. I think you're looking at what we saw last year: second round, five six games. Oh. Which, to be honest, if they if they went second round, lost five, I'd, I'd be like, "That's you know, pretty damn good for this group." There'd, yeah. be, there'd be a lot of people eating uh, the words, right? Uh, if that well, happened. no, they won't because the same people would be saying, "Well, it's Stanley Cup or bust." So, what's the point? Which we heard a lot of last year. See that and. That's a whole other show. Yeah, that, right, to, right. I mean, I could, I could, I could talk about that. Um, now, management may, ownership may feel it's standing cup or bust by the way they spend and bring in players and that, that one. And that, and, but as far as fans go, if you can't really enjoy a season where you, you know, go to the seventh game in the second round and it's exciting but you lose, like the Blues did all throughout our childhood growing up, yes. you know, second round and out, right? Right. Um, I, I have so many great memories of Blues playoff moments. Oh yeah, that I love. How love. many times have we talked about like clearly the the nineteen team has trumped the, the top five moments pretty much Jesus. in all Blues history. But outside of that, like talking about the greatest moments that we watched as fans before that, I mean, I wouldn't take away those moments for anything. Right the the Turgeon goal in ninety nine, the yeah. the Wednesday night wonder with the the Maple Leafs. 
uh, obviously Monday Night Miracle, like all those great moments. Grant Fior, just Jenny, uh, Game Four, sweep of the Hawks, yeah, Um, yeah, Crombie against the Penguins. Uh, uh, Pronger scoring the four-one goal to sweep the Stars in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scott Young scoring in the Western Final OT of Game Three. I mean, there's so many great moments. Yeah. The the entire series against in uh, one against the Avalanche. Yeah, where we where we lost in six. Yeah, uh, six. lost in six. But that was such a an amazing, interesting series, Almost. how things went, you know, it's just, there's so many stories from that series. Yep. Right. That I'm like, I look back on, I'm like, so many, there were some great moments. It was one, a couple that were fantastic. Um, and Good. the way Hua played was just amazing. Yeah. I mean, he won, he stole, I mean, the blues played really well in that series and right. Hua stood on his head. Right. I he think was if really the blues good. had a goalie capable, if basically right. if they had Roman Turek, from round two against the stars. Cause he played lights out in that series. He did. If they had the same Roman Turek against right. the avalanche, he shut the bed against the avalanche. I think they win that <laughs> series. It was, he was bad. Against avalanche. So three goals in 78 seconds. Right. And to me, to me, it, it wasn't so much the three goals in 78 seconds, but the, the, everything came to focus on the Sackick penalty shot. Oh yeah. When Sackick scored that penalty shot, like it, I I just knew like we we do not have a chance, you know they they have they have you know these surgical strike players Sackick and Forsberg, and well, Forsberg was out. Yeah, he had well, abdominal surgery, I believe. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, forgot about that. Do you remember Turek's quote after that game? I didn't know I couldn't throw my stick. Because he threw his oh, yeah. stick right. that yeah. led to the penalty right. shot. Yeah, right. You didn't know you could throw your stick. It's like it's like goalies nowadays not knowing they can't <laughs> play with a broken. They they can play with a broken stick. Right. right. I'm like, what? See, you're the only position that gets to do. How that. how does this not come up at any point during yeah. your career? I was, I was amazed that uh, you'll appreciate this, Bill. In my my last game, my goalie his stick broke as he was going to play the puck behind the net, and he just like took the stick and and knocked the end off on the post and then played with his broken stick until the end of play. And I'm like, man, I, there's NHL goalies that don't know they can do that. Right. There are NFL players that don't know that games can end in a tie. Right. Ivan (laughs) Barbashev not having the situational awareness to, right. Right. To, to pick up your helmet or just, or just keep playing. Right. There's like, there's like 10 seconds to go. Yeah. It was like 15 seconds to go. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Take the penalty. Right. Yeah. It's going to take him 10 seconds to call the penalty anyway. Right. right. So. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, and uh, any any game against the Red Wings um, during the, the heyday of hatred for the Wings, yeah. uh, the playoffs, the, and even we, though we couldn't beat them in the playoffs, I mean, that's that's a, a I, me getting up for that mm-hmm. series and wanting them to win so bad. Mm-hmm. And the excitement I had, I'm not going to trade that. I mean, they didn't win, but no. I, I mean, I would love for us to win, but. You know that I have memories of that. It's just like, yeah, we didn't win the cup forever, but uh, yeah, I, that's I don't, you don't trade that shit for anything. It's not it's not cup or bust for ninety nine percent of the of the of the fan bases right. out there. And and for those of us that lived through that era, the fact that we got the cup, we're gonna die happy. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. We got right. the cup, and we've talked about how our our outlook on the franchise has changed, and our mm-hmm. emotions right. have changed. Right after game, big games and playoffs and stuff, a little bit because right. it's like, well, we got the cup, 
there's no longer that feeling of we're never going to get it when we right. get bounced. Right. When yeah. I, the, one of the worst I've ever felt in my life was after my first COVID shot, my first uh, dose of the vaccine. I was up. I had 106 degree fever. Holy shit. Oh, it was bad. Mm. I, I seriously was laying in bed thinking, this is where I die. I'm going to die tonight. It was bad. 104 is really high. Oh, I, I really thought I'm like, I'm, I'm going to die. And I remember even like, take a bath at one point. Oh yeah. I did everything. I, you know, put the cold compress on my head and everything. I didn't know it was that bad. bad. I all, I, I almost went to the ER. I probably should have. I should have. But yeah, I, uh, I was laying in bed and cause I had like, just like the 20th time I had like laid down and say, okay, hopefully I'll go to sleep now. And my wife looks over at me. She goes, she goes, are you okay? And I go, you know what? I feel awful. There's a chance I'm going to die tonight, but you know what? I'm going to dial a smile on my face because the Blues won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Even in the worst I've ever felt, that was the first thing on my mind. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so Tarasenko was picked to represent the Blues at the All-Star game. Why? Yeah, what a weird pick, <laughs> right? I I saw that and I'm like, they know he's not going to be able to play. Even right? then, even if he was able to play, he's, he's like the not... third or fourth best uh, right. choice on this team. Yeah, agree. Right. And and I saw people saying like, oh, this is just, uh, you know, his agent pushing for trade bait. Nobody fucking cares if you're selected to the All-Star game. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, okay. For contracts, yeah, you say, oh, well, he was an All-Star this year, this year, this year. But for trade bait? No, as far absolutely as, not. As, as, yeah, as far as trade value, if you go to like a trade and sign kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, but no, I, I I'm with you. I, I thought for for a minute that <clears throat> there was some influence from the Blues for them to pick. For uh, it wasn't the Blues mm-hmm. who picked them. It was a uh, who picked it was someone from the NHL. Well, it's the NHL that makes the, the pick, NHL right? makes it for the, the, the one representative for each team. I was wondering if there was some influence. This is total conspiracy stuff. I have no basis to no proof for this, but maybe there was uh, some influence from the Blues to pick Tarasenko, knowing that he was hurt and he wouldn't play. To uh, maybe it's his like last year with the Blues, he can leave the team as an All Star, technically. Yeah, maybe. and then the Blues will get to some. Will get then somebody else will go, like a Kairu, um, in his place. I hope it's Thomas. And uh, I, I, I hope it's I hope, Bicola. I hope they, be, I hope they be, both go. I think, I think Cairo and Thomas should both go. And honestly, I think Bennington, Bennington should get votes. Yes. for this team because he has been a big part of this. He won't team. go because the fans won't oh, no. vote him in. No, the fans will never but vote him in. I think he is very deserving. You look at the rest of the central. If we're just talking right there, if we're just well, if we're just talking players from this team, you've got Thomas Cairo, Bushnevich, Bennington. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. I, who else? Yeah. Problem problem for Bennington in the central though is UC Soros just had a tear. Yeah. Right. right. And I'm not saying he should be he he should go right. or challenge anybody from the division. I'm just saying from this team, guys who may deserve to go from this team, right? That should get consideration. You know, I I don't think he's number one, number two, necessarily. Who was picked for the central goalie? Uh under Hellebuck no. it was Hellebuck. Hellebuck. Okay. That's right, it, and right. he is Rightfully having so. an, yeah. he is having a hell of a season. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I agree with you. I well, I mean, 
I actually normally don't do this, but when I do the fan vote, I normally don't just like, oh, I'm going to pick Blues players. But like this year with Tarasenko being picked, I'm like, yeah, I'm picking all fucking Blues players for the Central because that's a terrible pick. Yeah. Like, no, I don't want to say terrible. He's had a fine year, but the fact that he's injured, the fact that there are better options for him. Well, he'll right. get replaced. He will. Yeah. Yeah. But still, and it, he'll be replaced by a Blues player. Right. No, uh, yes. But it's still. Just, the NHL already said that. They said yeah. like the day of. He'll be replaced. Yeah, I, I think he's due to come back like that week. Yeah, but he's not uh, going to play in that. I know. Right? I think they pretty much said no. He's not going to be playing the game. So, but I bet I'll be there because it's Miami where he lives in the off season. Yep. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, and where he'll probably wind up. Yeah, it seems like uh, Mrs. Tarasenko likes it down there. Yeah, which, I mean, shit, I don't blame her. You know, <laughs> I mean, you, you can't keep players forever. You know, I like the guy. He had a great year last year. Taking a step part down this cup. year. Yeah, part of the, part of the cup. cup big part of the cup team. Uh, a little step back this year mm-hmm. compared to last year. Um, but, you know. So, I, who's I, going in his place? I want Robert Thomas. I think I think I, Thomas is the best pick. I'd like to see it. I think I'd, I'd pick Thomas. I think Kyrie will get picked. Kyrie's more flashy. Yeah. So, I think they'll pick Kyrie. Plus, he won and, the fastest skater last right, year, too. Yeah, exactly. Right. He He's a known quantity at that event. Right. But to be honest, uh, Robert Thomas doing the three on three games. Yeah, who else is a That's dark horse? He's not going to go. But somebody I think that should at least get consideration, even though he's a terrible on a terrible Blues defense. Justin Falk. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, had a yeah. fine year. Yeah, he has. You're right. Mm. All right, boys. Definitely done. I think that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks for the gifts. You guys were Yeah, no, thank uh, you guys. guys. Was, yeah. You guys you guys did good. Uh, yeah, I might wear my my kangaroo out. jersey home. Yeah. <laughs> Pouch. Yeah. It's good stuff. No, sorry, Ossifer. <laughs> this is not a beer. <laughs> it's an IBC bottle root beer. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockandthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockandthatidealife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockandthatidealife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mark Burgoyne from Real Brokers Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 16 of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we're bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Damker Price, until next time, everyone, suck it, Wyshynski. Let's go, Blues. Let's go, Blues. Fuck off, Wyshynski. Quack, quack. Quack. Let's go, Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, 
rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.